This is episode 63 for Tuesday, August 30th, 2016, brought to you from Arlington, Texas. This week, we'll be covering style 4A, Municellus. Bienvenidos a Bruce Styles. Welcome to Bruce Styles. My name is Eddie, and together with Chris, Travis, and Sawyer, we take on the role of beer one style at a time. Every week, we discuss a different style of beer and taste some of our favorites. We hope you leave with a thirst for more. Our podcast may be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Look us up and subscribe to make sure you are kept up to date on our latest episodes. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Brew underscore Styles. Drop by our website, BrewStyles.com, where you can stream every episode Check out our photo gallery and use the contact tab to send us comments and feedback. You can also find more information about the BJCP and how to become a certified beer judge. Settle in and raise a pint with us as we launch into another episode of Bruce Styles. Welcome back, guys. Hello. Hey. Hey, thanks for having us. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hi, uh, Travis. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we're actually joined today with uh, by Stubby. Hello, from How's it going, Stubby? Texas Brewing. Good. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Especially uh, this happens to be one of my favorite styles. So, oh yeah, I have a lot of opinions. Maybe not necessarily, <laughs> um, you know, ones that uh, you may agree with or not, but. Uh, I have a strong opinion on lots of different yeah. things of these type of beers. So lots of thanks HBO. for having me. Yeah, I have Fantastic. lots of input. Yeah, I'm looking I'd, forward to that. <laughs> I'd rather we don't agree on everything because that would be really boring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> lots of HBOs. Well, as long as we don't start talking politics, we're all probably good. Hot beer opinions. Yeah. It's kind of all over the place. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. welcome uh, to politics styles. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that a new one, one for would us. Be terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what have you guys been up to? Well, I got back from Indianapolis a week ago. That's right. Yeah, that you was, slept and didn't come to the podcast. I'm last sorry, week. I had to. I, <laughs> I really did. We I have it on recording where you said, "I, I know." I get back in time for the for that. Podcast, I was excited. So I didn't actually, come. But then Friday night when I got to Indianapolis, I got way too drunk and kind of kept drinking while I was there. And did you have anything new up there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I went to Sun King Brewing uh, okay. and pretty much had everything. <laughs> I've heard of that. Well, uh, you remember nothing, right? Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, the highest uh, alcohol beer that they had there was 7.5%. And they warned me when I ordered that beer. They were like, we only sell this in a 10-ounce pour. Because for 7.5? For 7.5. Because wow. they are like, it's really high alcohol. I was like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> I'm from Texas. We have a lot of high alcohol stuff there. 7 is like the norm now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, I'm drunk. They they wouldn't give me a full pour on that. Wow. Yeah, I was sad. Just get a second one. Oh, I did. Dump it in the same glass. I, I, I did. I, I got two. <laughs> there you go. And then I Ubered over to um, Scotty's Brew House and had some huh. of their beer. Uh, their brewery is uh, the Three Wise Men. You didn't just question is, Scotty, does he know? I I don't know if he knows. I don't think he knows. Uh, he doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. What song? Scotty doesn't know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Scotty doesn't know. Why did you Uber when you could have just beamed over? Well, that's a good question. I 
I don't think I could have beamed over because that's too fast for me and my <laughs> inebriation. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an wow. inebriated so, uh, Sawyer there. <laughs> yeah. I had their uh, Snow Bunny Blonde, which Ooh. was awful. Oh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. And then uh, I had their Brown Ale, which was actually fantastic. Hmm. Nice okay. malt flavors in there. Sweet flavors. So. Yeah. Well, that's been my experience. If if somebody is going to ha- make something bad, it's probably a light colored beer, like a blonde mm-hmm. or a Mina so, Kellis. Yeah, I had something. <laughs> yeah, Kellis, yeah, I had some. Uh, I had somebody that had just come into town recently. I don't like to really call out breweries, but uh, uh, this particular blonde, it was pretty nasty. I mean, it was just mm. like a movie popcorn. It was it was, it was so it was so bad. So. Anyway, hopefully uh, we'll taste some better ones today. Yeah. Yeah, Eddie, there was one blonde that you brought back from your trip oh, yeah. that was god-awful. Uh, from Oklahoma? Yeah. That's, it those was are the ones disgusting. I brought back. disgusting. Yeah, I think this one happened to be from Oklahoma. Too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we might be talking about what, the same one. Yeah, we might be. <laughs> Did this brewery start with a P? No. Okay. No. No. Good. Because <laughs> that's the one I went to the last time I was in Tulsa. No. Did it taste no. like P? <laughs> no, it didn't taste like P, but the brewery name started with a P. Oh, okay. I don't know what pee tastes like, so it's yellow. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it is. Yeah, after a lot of beer. Well, in in some other news that I, uh, I'm, I'm sure y'all heard about. Actually, Sawyer, I think you're the one that sent this to me about Grapevine Brewery. Oh yeah, they're not yeah. distributing anymore. Right. Nope. I found that very interesting. I'm sure there's a story behind that somewhere. Yeah, they made well, a big I, post on Facebook about yeah. that. I know, I know of one guy that. Uh, um, yeah, one time. Well, this is what he had told me, and I I, I know uh, Josh Horowitz down there in Austin at uh, Infamous Brewing, and what he originally, when I talked to him, of course we had we were a few pints in, but um, <laughs> he was he was basically saying I think, and I, maybe I'm wrong on this, but they were actually doing altering proprietorship at that particular time, mm. uh, which mm. uh, that's an interesting deal rather than contract brewing. So, uh, but. You know, to me, I, I don't know, I can't speak for any of those guys, but one of the things I can say is, to me, it sounds like the writing's on the wall, but, um, yeah. because yeah. If I, to me, if you can't, if you can't make your own brand go, and this is just my pure assumption, if you can't make money at your own brewery, you know, how are you going to make money for other people? You know? Right. So, right. Yeah. It's just me. And but. they're, they're supposedly involved in some kind of lawsuit with Deep really? Ellum, like, like in collaboration with Deep Ellum. So, well, um, I think it was a uh, Petacolis and Live Oak in Austin and um, Revolver, which also had some big news this week too. But we'll get mm-hmm. to that in a moment. Oh, yeah, yeah, they they have a, a lawsuit going, which um, I mean I don't understand the nitty gritty about it, but it's something to do with buying distribution rights. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. So once you get to a certain uh, once you get to a certain uh, volume, um, you're required by the state to go with a distributor. Well, the problem is is that once you sign on with the distributor, they have the rights to your brand. So, uh, for example, if I'm uh, starting a new brewery and I get to a certain volume and then I go in and I, I get a uh, – I have to go to a distributor, well, the problem is is they can do whatever the hell they want to once they have you signed on as a brand. So if they wanted to, they could sell your brand to somebody else and you wouldn't get a single penny of it. So wow. that's the that's the rub that people are really upset about. They're like, hey, we have no rights to our own our own product after we go to a distributor. So that that's what the whole lawsuit really is about. Maybe we should Makes be sense. distributors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what's a a really interesting, uh, you know, and I think that's, that's something that you're going to find uh, across the board when you actually talk to a lot of the breweries is uh, 
that is kind of the rub, you know, because if you do go with a big distributor, which is probably going to be better for you, uh, the problem being is most of them, their core brands are actually, you know, Bud Miller or Coors. That's who they really care about because right. that's who makes their money. <laughs> yeah, big so, money contract. But yeah. at the same time, if you go with somebody that's a smaller distributor, the problem with that is is that you have um, limited resources that are available to those guys. So uh, it's kind of a catch-22, whichever way you go. So, hmm. Yeah. Well, I just know I'm going to miss being able to pull up somewhere and get a Sir Williams. Just go to the brewery. That's one of my favorite ones. Yeah, once. Yeah, so so they're so supposedly still going to be selling it on site. Yeah, right. Yeah, which yeah. kind of makes me wonder. You know, it's like uh, you're not going to be able unless they decide to go with a brew pub license. They're not going to be able to be sell for off premise. You know, so right. right. Yeah, but they may change their their they may change their their law. But I wonder if how that's going to conflict with the um, um, you know the contract brewing. So. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. it's interesting. Texas. Last I saw, a decision on that is going to come down within the next two weeks. It's already oh, in the okay. judge's hands, and they said, you know, I'm going to rule on this within the next oh, two for weeks. for the distributing thing? Yeah. Okay. okay. Cool. So we should know something about that. Interesting. What will change if it is ruled in their favor? Uh, I don't know. It's hard to see. Mm. But yeah. um, they're like they're not suing for money. They're just suing for a change in the law. Right. Right. It's interesting. Yeah. And uh, the revolver news, which I don't think we've talked about on this podcast since it happened fairly recently. We haven't, no. Yeah, they were recently purchased by Miller Coors, or mm-hmm. the uh, the high-end craft segment of their... Oh, yes. Sawyer's is, is modeling his, Coors like glass. his uh, yes. revolver glass. Don't, don't yes. take off your shirt. No, Coors just leave it on. Oh, man. <laughs> Can't take my pants off? <laughs> no. It's under the but, table. Uh, yeah, Revolver okay. sold their controlling interest <laughs> to, uh, I think it's called Tenth and Blake, which is the mm-hmm. Miller Coors branch. And... Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. A long time ago, I used to be like really hardcore, you know, craft don't be a brewer. Sellout. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, as I'm getting older, I think I'm softening on that well, stance. Yeah, and I think a lot of people that don't, uh, you know, really pay attention to that are going are going to. Uh, uh, it's not going to matter to them if right. they like the beer, they're going to buy it. Sure. And and I totally believe. And I know Grant Wood. He's a really nice guy, super nice guy. I've been I've been friends with him for a long time now. And uh, as a matter of fact, he used to come into the shop all the time when he was developing his new recipes, and he'd let us test, test taste all of his stuff. And um, but I, I think the main reason Coors or, or Miller Coors bought him out actually is for the blood and honey, no doubt yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it would not surprise me one bit, and I may be completely off base, but it wouldn't surprise me one bit if they start brewing that and distributing it nationwide. Yeah. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. So. I hope they still make the Sidewinder. <laughs> Sidewinder's Side, good. I like it, it is good. That is a good beer. Uh, this reminds me of the agave nectar in the Sidewinder. <laughs> nice. I think yeah. I think what's weird about it is that, you know, over the years, this has never happened to somebody that we've actually met before. You know, mm-hmm. if it happens to Goose Island, okay, well, that's in Chicago, so I have no interest in them. But since we've actually been to the Revolver Brewery, we've met the guys that make the beer, it's a little more personal and I bought some of my corny kegs from them. Yeah, it's like how can I hate the people <laughs> oh that I've met, and they're still the same guys. Well, yeah. I don't, th- I don't think, I don't even think you have to look at it that way. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, it's business. And yeah, sure. And I know Rhett Kiesler, and, and I've talked to him a million times, and the guy's business man. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but and at the same time, token, you know, I'm good friends with Fritz Rar, and and uh, I promise you, if they offered him, offered him enough money, he would sell too, probably. 
So yeah, he's gonna the age you want. It's, like it's to just, retire. It's, just, it's, <laughs> you know? it's, it's hard. It's hard to pass up when you get amount of money. So yeah. Yeah. a certain amount of money. So yeah, and. I don't. I don't mean for this to get personal, but I'm sure if someone came up and offered you a big amount of money, be yeah. tough for me to sell at this point. Yeah. Well, um, that. But at the same time, if it's still a passion of you, sell that, start another one. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. that's you got, true. You got the money to back you up now. Open up a second store. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes, yeah, maybe in Arlington. Well, a lot of the problem with that. A lot, of, yeah, a lot of problem with that, I think, is is a lot of times it'll make you sell a non-compete agree- or sign a non-compete agreement. So, right. Right. Uh, for I don't know if you guys are familiar with that guys down mm. in uh, the the whole deal with. Uh, uh, it was an absolute nightmare for this guy. He really got pushed out uh, down at uh, Balcones, mm-hmm. the whiskey distillery. He basically built the whole thing. He you know, fabricated the steel, and well, the owners pushed him out, and uh, he had to sign a non-compete agreement. But he's actually it was only for a couple of years, and now I think he's starting something else new down at Waco. So wow, um, interesting. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. That's just what business is. Since we're on the topic, let's give uh, Stubby a shout out. He is the owner of Texas Brewing Inc. Yeah. which is a homebrew shop located in Haltom City. and it's where uh, we buy all our supplies. Yeah, they just <laughs> celebrated their four-year anniversary. Is that right? Five, five years. Oh, my wow. gosh, it doesn't seem like that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been open for five years, so appreciate all you guys out there that uh, really helped us uh, online and local. So, um, you know, it's really amazing that, uh, you know, we've come as far as we have and, um, we've got some big announcements on the horizon, some some other things that we're going to be changing, and uh, well, I wouldn't say changing, but we're we're expanding, and uh, cool. so really, really cool course bottom out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, none of us bought them. Nobody bought us yeah. out, but uh, we are we are we got some fun stuff on the horizon. So yeah, awesome. I remember when I first started coming to Cap and Hair meetings years ago. That was still before you were actually open, but mm-hmm. you were already well into planning stages and uh, just kind of. Give us the overview of how how it started. How it well, came about. The, the way I started the store basically, and 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 this is no BS. I, I I went to Texas Tech University. I have a degree in animal science and food technology, um, and uh, that was a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I started brewing at Tech at ni- in '93 uh, during the first uh, you know the original craft beer boom, I guess, um, and uh, I had a micro class and. Um, we had also had some beer and wine fermentation classes in food tech. And, uh, you know, we started, I started doing it then. We even had a homebrew store in Lubbock then. I, they can't, they can't support one now, but, um, it was, um, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was way different brewing back then than it is today because mm-hmm. we were limited resources. You didn't want to use dry yeast cause it was sucked. You know, you had very little, uh, you know, even starting out, you know, your your liquid malt extract and dry extract weren't very good or high quality as compared to as what they are today. So uh, things was real. Things were really different. Um, you know, you didn't. Internet was in in its infancy then. You know, it, you know, if you got anything, it was mail order. You had a catalog that was like paper printed, right. print off. <laughs> uh, you know, it looked like they xeroxed it and then sent it to you. Um, it was is a real different time. And then you know, you had the the beer bust well i kind of lost touch with with brewing beer and stuff then and um uh, i still did it occasionally but it was even tougher then after the after the beer you know had crashed it, it was even harder to find places you know to uh find stuff to order from so uh, and of course you know the small homebrew stores all closed and 
um, it's it's uh, really different in the fact that you know so when I got up here I, I uh, worked for Enron for a while I absolutely hated it I hated the corporate thing <laughs> I was making stupid money but I didn't want to get up in the morning and so after that I um, it, my two passions in life were building hot rods and brewing beer and uh, we uh, uh, I built hot rods for 10 years and my wife decided that uh, we wanted to do something different. She wanted to have kids. So, um, it was during the, the bad times, economic times. So I decided I needed to do something different because when, you know, when your 401 k is tanking, the last thing you want to do is, a uh, build a $20,000, hot rod or something mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah. <laughs> so we decided to open a homebrew store and, 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 and the reason that really got me into the homebrew store was because, um, I went to, there was three of them here in Dallas, Fort Worth at the time. And, um, it was the one day I said, okay, I'm going to do this. I drove to three different ones and there was two different things I was after. I was after crystal 60 and star sand. And I drove to three different locations and neither one of them had either one of those things. Wow. And to me, that is a super, super staple of of brewing beer. I Mm -hmm. mean, you gotta have crystal 60 and some sanitizer. And, And here's what even, crazy thing i was wanting star sand but they didn't even have iota for so it was like how the hell am i supposed to sanitize anything right. you know, yeah. bleach or, you know i don't want to use bleach but uh so it's it, it's been a it's been a long journey it's it's been really tough uh, um you know i i have people ask me all the time why didn't you open a brewery well i'm a hard-headed mfer so uh <laughs> it's uh I kept looking at it, and at the time, the, the brewery uh, laws weren't as such, you know, that uh, um, it was very conducive to open a brewery then. And uh, if I would have opened one when I opened the homebrew store, I would have been the third one in DFW. Uh, I would have opened before Martin House or any of those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only two that were in town when I opened a homebrew shop were uh, RAR and, of course, you know, Franconia. Uh, but... Uh, I kept looking at a number about 1.5 million to open a brewery, and I was like, "Man, I ain't got that even remotely, ten five percent of that." <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. uh, and I was like, "I'm gonna have to have a lot of investors." And uh, I was like, "If I do that, I'm not gonna have control of my brewing." Mm-hmm. I said, "I'm not gonna. I'm, they're gonna tell me what I can brew, what, when I can brew it, where I what I can do with my business." And mm-hmm. I, I just didn't like that idea, so uh, I opened a homebrew store and. Uh, it's it's been great. Uh, the last two or three years has been super tough. We've had to be we've had to be super competitive in order to make it because uh, the home brewing industry is absolute crap right now. The last two or three years has been terrible. Wow. Uh, according to the AHA, uh, the industry's down ten percent. Last well, it's the last two years is not this year it was only down six percent or four percent, but the two years previous to that it was down ten percent. So. Uh, you're looking at 26 percent over over uh, three years. So wow, it's, mm. it's quite. It's, so luckily we're not in that boat. But I think that that the industry is changing so that um, in order to be competitive, you've got to have good prices, you've got to have good selection, and you've got to have um, uh, good service. And yeah. you know, traditionally, when you go to a homebrew store, you know, a lot of the times it was just it's a head shop. You know, it's got a has a homebrew section or a feed store or uh, something like that. And, and I think now people are that's that status quo. I mean, that doesn't that doesn't stand anymore. People people are a lot more uh, up on their ingredients and, and they're a lot more particular than they used to be. You just used to you just get what you could get, and then now 
you know, you're, you're, uh, you're expected to have certain things. And that's one of the things that's really cool for me um, is that, you know, we really try to, or I, at least I do, I bring stuff in just because I want to brew with it, you know. So, um, you know, there's lots of things that we carry that, that I don't think any other place carries, you know. We, we, try, to, we try to be enough. Um, I look at it when you come into our store or you shop with us online that that's the same place I would want to shop at. You know, because mm-hmm. I it, I was it was very particular for me, and and you know it's not a big deal now, but at the time when I, I used to st- I started bringing in, you know, British crystals, and the, a lot of people didn't realize that. Oh wow, wait a minute, there's, there's a difference. You just don't you just don't get Brees whatever you know sixty or mm-hmm. whatever. You mm-hmm. mean I have a choice? You know, so, um, they, so that was a big thing for me, and. Uh, uh, we're we're still doing some stuff like that, and 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 we're really trying to to expand our our base, and um, we appreciate all you guys uh, helping us out for sure. We've definitely yeah. seen the shop grow a lot yeah. from oh, yeah. when it first opened to now. I remember the first time you and I went in there. As soon as you walk in the door, there was like a, you know, a counter space, mm-hmm. and that was it. Everything was like behind. Yeah, I, you know, there wasn't much of a. Uh, there was a storefront, but you couldn't like concept wander around. Yeah, it was like a little hallway you had to go to the yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> now it's just open and, you know, especially yeah. since you expanded, it completely yeah. opened up the shop. Yeah, yeah we're now up to 8,000 square feet, so uh, um, it's pretty awesome. Um, we're looking at uh, even going bigger. So Cool. Um, awesome. And, and if we can find some more warehouse space, that would be nice. <laughs> 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 um, you know, we, we, we've got to, our online business is really growing. And, and uh, you know, um, I think a lot of that has to do with our local guys, you know, really shouting out to other guys saying, hey, man, these guys are great. They're doing a good job, you know. Um, and, and that's one of the things that we found that even in our online business is, you know, we do a 795 flat rate ship. Uh, but the difference being is, is – we do a lot of these other guys will say, Oh, we'll ship it the same day, but they really don't. Uh, mm-hmm. so anywhere in Texas, most of the time, if you order today, it's there tomorrow. Um, and you know, we, we usually say three or four o'clock, get your orders in by then. And then by the next day you should have them. So, wow. uh, and, and we've gotten to the point to now, even where, you know, guys that aren't even in, you know, that are not, <laughs> they live in Fort Worth and they're maybe five, 10 miles away. And they're like, screw it. I'll pay eight bucks just to not, have to go get it so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there's something to that you know and and, and we, i mean we ship all over dallas all over the united states and houston and austin mm-hmm. you know that this it's kind of funny because you know a lot of these areas that we ship to are, have really nice stores but we still sh- ship mm-hmm. to them so we're happy yeah. we're happy and grateful yeah. to that for that's sure. awesome yeah. you can find them online at txbrewing.com that's correct yeah. so if you don't live in the area you can still uh, be a patron there you Absolutely. go for sure yeah. yep. and uh you know uh um also too you know you guys have been on it we also have a weekly podcast as well called come and brew it radio yeah check it out um and uh we'll have to have you guys on again that was a lot of fun oh yeah so, it was fun uh but uh, you can find that on itunes and stitcher as well so we have twitter <laughs> facebook everything yeah. facebook. instagram stitcher we are is. everywhere yeah <laughs> 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 oh i was looking for the checks really. <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah, they're uh, um, uh, it, it's a lot of fun. We're 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 super excited. We're on our we're on our sixtieth episode now, and nice. Um, we have forty thousand listeners in forty different countries. So wow. nice. whoa, yeah, so it's 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 a pretty pretty cool little endeavor. I never thought that that would go as far as it has. So 
That's yeah. pretty, That's pretty awesome. awesome. Yeah, they were gracious enough to let us on, you know, just kind of be a fly on the wall in the infancy of our podcast. I don't think we had even done five episodes. And uh, we asked if we can just come hang out, watch their process, see what they do. And uh, they let us come. They even uh, put us on an episode just to kind of chat. And uh, I know when we left there, we were just full of ideas. Yeah. Just from seeing yeah. your, the way you work. And Yeah, man. And, and you guys that. should come back because uh, a lot of things have changed since time you guys have been there too so <laughs> you don't have to turn the air conditioner off when you're recording yeah, that's yeah that's a that's a super bonus man so um yeah we definitely had some upgrades in equipment and uh, um it's it's uh, it's really nice and easy to work with now so but travis cool. that means you can't take your pants off <laughs> take your pants off well i remember that was that was the clue on when to take a break is when the sweat reached down to your nether, yeah. nether regions and yeah. it's like okay well now it's time to take a break yeah that was uh, that was uh, very painful at the time so, anyway but yeah all right well, well uh what are we, we drinking real quick oh yeah well, drank yeah, I, I guess i already drank it well what, what did we drink i'm already uh, getting parched yeah it was uh it's a collaboration between sierra nevada and mars brow in Germany, their Oktoberfest. Yeah. Um, it's really light. I wouldn't call it an Oktoberfest. It's more like a fest beer, kind of like yeah, somebody was talking about really earlier. Light. But uh, it's it's tasty. It's not you know something I would search out probably, but it's it's pretty good. I yeah. could pound it. Well, it's funny is if you actually look at it, it says Festival Lager. Yeah. Right okay. Here on the deal, so yeah, uh, I think that'd probably be a good clue as to being a fest beer. Fest beer. Yeah. So. How festive are these beers? I was just thinking. <laughs> i mean do they like to party <laughs> yeah and uh you know we appreciate you guys listening to us and yep. uh checking us out check out stubby's podcast and you know we're we're here for you guys uh so we can learn you can learn as we learn and subscribe <laughs> yes <Yeah>. subscribe <laughs> all right well what are we talking about today who's uh who's gonna yes. get us started there on to the topic at hand all today right. We are finally getting back to what we used to do all the time, which was actually feature beer styles. Right. right. Kind of got away from that over the summer. Just just do something yeah, different. We were but, traveling, yeah. Yeah. But we are... Well, someday you're going to run out of styles. So, I mean, you know, you have to do something else, right? <laughs> true. Do them all We're just going to start them all over again. Probably. It's kind of like the, <laughs> kinda like the, uh, kinda like the, uh, the wall at uh, the... Uh, you know the saucer you know where you just start over after 200 beers and yeah. just do it again yeah get your plate and move on <laughs> yeah. i think we might have uh, start having episodes of beers with red labels um maybe <laughs> maybe a green bottle episode i don't know beers Beer. called america beers and clear bottles yeah america <laughs> skunky beers corona <laughs> but today we we're talking about uh let's see it is category 4a munich hellas and it has an overall impression of a very clean, malty, gold-colored German lager with a smooth, grainy, sweet, malty flavor and a soft, dry finish. Subtle, spicy, floral, or herbal hops and restrained bitterness help keep the balance malty but not sweet, which helps make this beer a refreshing, everyday drink. So this will be a little different from the German pills, which they're closely related, but there also are some uh, significant differences uh, in the style comparison section, it says similar in malt balance and bitterness to the Munich Dunkel. If you remember, that was the one that was like liquid bread. It's very bready, uh, bread crust, toasty, uh, nice and rich. I like bread. And so this is the similar kind of flavor, but in a lighter uh, lighter color and lighter body. Um, Munich Dunkel, but less malty sweet in nature and pale rather than dark. More body and malt presence than a German Pils. 
So remember, the German pills yeah. had like the really, it had more hop presence. Um, yes, and this one has the less hop character throughout. Similar malt profile as a German export beer, but with less hops in the balance. So those are um, some of the styles that we featured before. So if you can think back to those, that'll uh, think back. give you a reference. Aroma on this one, you can look for a moderate grainy sweet malt aroma, low to moderately low spicy floral or herbal hop aroma, but uh, that will be low. While a clean aroma is most desirable, a very low background of DMS is not a fault. So, hmm. we may get a little bit today, and if you do, it's not a fault. Pleasant, clean fermentation profile with the malt dominating the balance. The fresh examples have more of a malty sweet aroma. So, just like a typical clean German lager, that's what we're looking for here. Clean lager, least. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, these are going to be medium yellow to pale gold, clear with a persistent creamy white head. Now, let's talk about the flavor. Moderate malty start with a suggestion of sweetness. Moderate grainy sweet malt flavor with a soft rounded palate impression supported by a low to medium low hop bitterness. The finish is soft and dry, not crisp. Interesting. Yeah. And biting. Low to moderate low spicy floral or herbal hop flavor. Malt dominates the hops in the palate finish and aftertaste. But the hops should be noticeable. There should not be any residual sweetness. Simply the impression of maltiness with a restrained bitterness. Very fresh examples will seem sweeter due to the fresh, rich malt character that can fade with time. Clean fermentation profile. We probably won't have any fresh examples since most of ours were <laughs> purchased from Total Wine. And yeah. we have not had good experience with yeah. getting fresh, fresh beer from them. <laughs> I need but, to talk to my buddy up there about the last thing he said to me. Yeah. About getting yeah. us... Free beer. Well, free beer. I'll tell you, one of, the, one of the things, if you want good German beer, I think a lot of the times what you have to do is go to a source that it's turned over quite often. Um, I found that uh, there's a place here in, uh, or where it's in the Metroplex, is uh, German Deli, and they only sell like three or four or five different German beers, and uh, those turn over pretty good. So they hmm. usually are pretty fresh, but that's not to say that I haven't had bad beer there. Uh, okay. Sure. Yeah. So. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Ever been to Edelweiss? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I used to love that place, and and, and it got when uh, the old German dude used to own it, and they had you know seven or eight, ten beers on tap, and uh, uh, they used to have ten dollar liters. Yeah, uh, or was it? Money. No, it was five dollar. The five do, It was five dollar liter happy hour. And uh, wow, man! Uh, I would say this: don't ever have two, two or three liters of Doppelbach. It's not a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I saw one of our. <laughs> I saw I saw one of our club members uh, uh, puke in his hands. After, oh, oh no! After uh, two two, uh, two liters of Doppelbach, that wasn't me. <laughs> Just FYI. Sure, but you probably have a pretty good idea. Who I'd like to go it. back and drink two liters of uh, Martzen. He was just sitting there yeah. talking to us, and then just goes. Excuse me. <laughs> Barf right in his hands right in front of us. Wow. Gross, dude. That's awesome. Wow. <laughs> his name starts with an M. And oh, okay. Last name starts with a W. He pukes quite often in our yeah. club things. Did he at least keep his shirt on that time? Yes, he did. Okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly who that was in. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, at first I thought you were talking about Mark. <laughs> no. I was like, wait. No, no. So it's not Mark. Sorry, Mark. No. Well, it's it's Matt Westlake. I'm, yeah. He's ah. not, he's not, he's not, he's not, 
So you he got some. He doesn't even listen to our podcast, so <laughs> say whatever I want to. Nah. <laughs> oh man! All right, Sawyer. Yes, you got some trivia for us. Uh, kind of, kind of. It's going to be a little different today. Oh, really? Yeah, since it was dropped in my lap last minute, we're oh. going <laughs> to do a little trivia as a team this okay. time, and we'll see the results at the end. All right, this will be interesting. Thank you. <laughs> There's your background music. Yes. Wait. From Edelweiss, by the way. I really wasn't trying to do that, like, on purpose. All right. First question. Tell us the rules. Oh, yes. The rules. Well, we don't have any beer. We need beer. Yeah. I definitely need beer. We should beer. take a We're break and beer. get beer. Are we going to take our break and then we'll do trivia? Yeah. All right. We'll we do, do that. And we're Bach. Oh, it's not Bach, Travis. I thought we were Hellas. Ah, Hellas. Dang it. And we're Hellas? We're in Hellas. Okay, so <laughs> uh, we'll go ahead and introduce this one before we get into the trivia. This is uh, Stiegel Gold uh, from Salzburg. My so it's actually a uh, Austrian Hellas, brewed by Stiegel Brewery and canned by Startsinger Austria. Gold Brow Premium Lager. All right. Uh, I don't see any ABV on here. Comes in a, a one pint, point nine fluid ounce can. It says gold, but the can is red and white. Yeah, what are they trying to pull on <laughs> us here? Yeah. <laughs> it's false advertising. So uh, Untap says four point nine percent. Cool. So there you go. Well, and, I, and I've had this beer in Salzburg, and uh, this one is definitely old. <laughs> yeah. Um, almost you get that that uh, when you drink these and they're old, and I think that's the hardest thing about uh, tasting a true German Hellas is when they get over here that uh, you have a hard time. Uh, it, it, you're not they're not really hop forward to begin with, so when those hops really drop drop out, you get almost that kind of sweet tartness. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's what I kind of get from this. Even though I, I think the flavor is still really very drinkable, but it's almost a little yeah. on the sweet side. You yeah. Know what I, mean? I like the sweet side because it reminds me of Hacker Shore. Crystal clear. Clear. Yellow. Not really. I mean, there's a little bit of a white head there, but... I yeah. get a little bit of oxidation too. Tiny cardboardy. You know, I, I almost get a little bit of like skunkiness character. Uh, yeah, out of it, I, even I though it's in a can. I don't get that. I get the cardboardiness. But I don't. Know. Yeah, it's a little yeah. papery. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's so, just unfortunately, yeah. you know, and, and that's the thing is, is if if you have the opportunity, I mean, I think if you're going to get these beers, you know, some of the times it may be better at at some place that has a lot of volume. For example, like a Central Market or something of that nature mm-hmm. that that the beer does turn over quite a bit. You might have a better shot at it, but even st- even then. I think it's really tough. Hmm. On the bottom yeah, of the can, it says 01336. So this was brewed January 3rd of 1936. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and we might probably, die before the war. It's probably a Julian date, and you can probably look that up, actually. So. Hmm. Yeah, uh, it, the actually, the total wine label says November, what, like 5th, 2015? No. November 14th, 2015. Yeah, so it's so, been there for so a little while. Been, it's been there for a year, yeah. and no telling how long it's taken. To, to get over here, yep. distributors, yeah. and who knows? So, so this beer is probably a good two years old. People don't really uh, don't buy this one very much. Total wine. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, are we so, ready? Yeah. Jeez. 
that's my theme song <laughs> all right so uh today like i said we're gonna do a team trivia team okay. team team trivia. team like team yeah. so we're gonna no not teen as oh. in like teenager but team as in team member okay Oh, continue. Yes. <laughs> so uh, there's not going to be a whole lot of rules with this today because there aren't going to be any buzzing in. We're going to just go through the questions and try and answer them. Okay. Take. And uh, if we're wrong on that particular question, we'll take a drink for each one we get wrong. All right. Sound good? Sounds good. I don't See, think there's right. enough beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably not. All right. So, okay. So uh, this quiz is called Mad About Micros. Uh, the average score for this quiz is four out of ten. <laughs> Difficulty is wow. difficult. Okay, it's been, it's been played five hundred and fifty-eight times. All right. So number one, naturally, microbreweries are distinguished by the volume of beer they produce per year. Roughly, what is the maximum number of barrels a brewery can produce annually and qualify for the micro moniker? A million, one hundred twenty-five thousand, a thousand, or fifteen thousand. Fifteen. Beer. I thought we were doing Municellus <laughs> trivia. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I studied for the wrong thing. Man. Yeah, sorry. This feels like a college exam again. Yeah, I, final. I think it's fifteen thousand. Yeah, I'm going fifteen. Okay, so fifteen thousand barrels a year. Yeah, that's not mm-hmm. very much. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Uh, Raw and revolver do more than that. So maybe we should do one hundred twenty-five thousand. <laughs> I was thinking either one hundred twenty-five or. Yeah, so, I would, I would uh, go. I would shoot higher. Yeah, higher than that. And I uh, still higher than fifteen thousand. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think pro- let's go with one hundred twenty-five thousand. All right, that sounds good. Was... Moving on. <laughs> Number two. Wait, we don't know if it's right or wrong. Nope, not to the end. Uh, That's when we start drinking. <laughs> so I have to save my beer. <laughs> yes, I mean you could you could uh, sip with pinky out. For how many questions are there? Ten. Okay, well, let's yeah. keep going. All right, two steam beer. Brewed exclusively by San Francisco's Anchor Brewing Company is the only beer style indigenous to U.S. By what name is steer? Wow, steam beer also known. California uh, Common. I disagree with the with the question. The, yeah, I think this quiz is flawed, Sawyer. It probably is because <laughs> cream ale is indigenous to. You, you should wait to hear one Kentucky of the other. Qu- Common. Oh, jeez. Oh, <sighs> okay. Sorry. Continue. Anyways, you guys are a bunch of beer nerds. <laughs> Answer choices. <laughs> California Common, Whistler Ale, what? West Coast Wine, and Gold Rush Lager. <laughs> I think it's Gold Rush Lager, don't you? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, I'm going to go with Is a. that like Ojos Cal- Locos? I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> it's a. I kind of like Common. A, too. What is it? No, what is it? Uh, the little cans. Not Ojos Locos. What is it? You know what I'm talking about? No. Crazy Eyes? No. Oh, Little King. No, little King. something. That's a little anyway, they're like. 14% alcohol. Oh, oh the, the Bud Light ones? The margarita no, ones? No. Bud Light Platinum. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. All right. It's definitely California comment. Yeah. yeah. Number three. <laughs> Enjoying a quality microbrew can often be a visual as well as gustatory experience. Which micro features label graphics by British artist Ralph Steadman? Anderson Valley, Medieval, Flying Dog, or North Coast? That's flying dog. They have all those crazy yeah. artwork. That's what I. That's what I would guess. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't like this quiz. <laughs> Can we just go back to drinking beer? <laughs> I'll clap for myself because yeah. I'm sure I'm right. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Number four, naming beers is part of the fun of microbrewing. 
Which of the following uh, inventively named beers is brewed by Ska Brewing in Durango, Colorado? And if I can't say this, cut it out. Modus operandi. <laughs> D's nut brown ale. <laughs> Mexican lager, and lager is spelled L-O-G-G-E-R. Butt monkey chip chiller ale. <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure I can't read this next one, but silence. Old leg humper. I know I mean, which I one like it. Good- oh, you're asking which one is ska? which which one is ska uh, Mexican lager. All right. I mean, I like a good nut. What? <laughs> <laughs> but, but All right. Doesn't that make you uh, Mexican lager? The way they spell it, L O G G E R, mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of taking a dump or something. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I'm taking a, I went to I went to Taco Cabana and now I got to take a Mexican lager. <laughs> all right, let's do a few more. We're not going to do. All ten. All right. Number five. IPAs have become a popular style in recent years, and nowadays hopheads have scores of aggressively hopped ales from which to partake. What is the oldest IPA made in the U.S.? Victory Hop Devil, Anchor Liberty Ale, Ballantine IPA, or Harpoon IPA? Anchor. Yeah, I would say Anchor too. Even though now it's not a. Not classic. It's not an IPA anymore. <laughs> it's a weak paleo. <clears throat> cool. All right. Um, it's a session IPA. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> We're five of five so far. I'm confident. Mm-hmm. Number six. The organic food movement is about 40 years old, but has really. Yeah, there you go. But has really picked up steam lately. As usual, beer makers <laughs> weren't far behind the curve. Which of these organic beers is not real? Sustainable organic porter, Nature Land Lager, Staggering Elk Lager, Horizon Dunkel. Or E, who cares? <laughs> I'm going with that one. Uh, I'll just pick one then. Does that mean wrong? What was that? Yeah, I think we were wrong. That one's new. That was Daisy. All right. Beer snobbery is not uncommon among connoisseurs of micros. Stone Brewing Company appears to have no shortage of cockiness with their flagship arrogant bastard ale. Which of Stone's brews is most potent? Stone Ruination IPA, Double Bastard, Stone Old Guardian Barley Wine, Stone Imperial Russian Stout. Mm. Uh, I would say Double Bastard. That's tricky. I, it's either the, I would think it would be either be the barley wine yeah, or the imperial here. stout, but mm. that's just me. Well, arrogant bastard's already pretty high alcohol. It's Double only bastard seven, I think. Yeah, Is it? I think it's seven yeah. or eight. Yeah, okay, barley wine. Yeah, All right, go with Guardian. Guardian, it is. Number eight, off-centered beer for off-centered people. Is the motto for Dog what? Dogfish head. Outside the box brewery and uh, off centered yeah. ales for off centered yeah, yeah, they got I the think. question wrong, but for off centered people, yeah, yeah that, that's, that's what still it's still dogfish head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nerd. Two more small <laughs> operations have given brewmasters the liberty to experiment with different techniques and unusual ingredients. What atypical ingredient is not currently found in any commercial micros? Hemp, quinoa. 
Oysters. Quinoa. Quinoa. Oh, that's how you pronounce that? <laughs> hey, I say... That's a drop, I say, thank I you. I say quinoa, too. Quinoa. Thank you, Eddie. Cacao. Queso. <laughs> Oysters or mushrooms? Which one is not available in... in Which one is... What atypical ingredient is not currently found in any commercial micros? Man, I have a hard time believing any of... I have a feeling any of those have been in something. Somebody by now. brewed with hemp just to say that they oh, did, I know, I know and probably fact, oysters too. Oh, I mean, yeah. oyster stout. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had so, an oyster stout. Only one I could think is maybe mushrooms, but I bet you somebody, somebody. somewhere. <laughs> quinoa done doesn't sound like yeah. an appetizing. It's so like a, I've brewed with quinoa before, but <laughs> it's for the Walmart commercial. Tastes oh, like okay. <laughs> oh uh, yeah. All right, so we'll go with that then. Quinoa. All right. Last one. For the last question, I'm going to bring it back to my home state. What Pennsylvania micro is dedicated exclusively to traditional German styles? You're from Pennsylvania? No. This is the, the person who made this. Oh. Yeah. I was confused, too. I, was like, <laughs> I thought I knew you, man. <laughs> I'm living a double life. Victory, DC Jungling, Pen, or Stouts? Which one is from Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania? Or does just German beers? What which what Pennsylvania Yingling. micro is dedicated exclusively to to traditional German styles? Wouldn't it be Yingling? Yeah, I know Yingling. that's most of their beers. That's what it is. All right, yeah. All Let's right. go with Yingling. Here we go. We're going to submit the answers. Might be stouts. I don't know. Then your internet. How do we do? No, I'm on my hotspot. Oh, there you go. <laughs> All right. Let's see. We got one. Two, three. It doesn't just tell you. Four, five. We got five out of ten. Wow. So wow. We're above the, average. We beat the average. Jeez. Oh my gosh. What is this? I'd like to know which ones we missed. Okay, yeah. so uh, yeah, sure. We missed number one. Uh, the correct answer was 15,000. Ah, oh, see? Wow. Damn it. Dang it, Zimble. Uh, we wow, missed number. So, so there's a lot of them that are not craft breweries, huh? Yeah. Micro, micro. Yeah. That's, that's assuming that these answers are right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> number five, we missed about the IPAs. Uh, Ballantine IPA was the correct answer huh. for the first one. Number for the original IPA. Uh, for the oldest IPA. I don't, I don't think I've ever even had that beer. Origins. Uh, <laughs> still around. We also missed number six, which was. Uh, Asking which of the organic beers is not real. Oh. Uh, it's actually it? Horizon Dunkel. Uh, oh, okay. We missed okay. uh, number nine. Uh, the correct answer was mushrooms. Yeah. Huh. That's the one I was thinking. And <laughs> we also missed the last one. Uh, the last one was Pen. P-E-N-N. Yeah, I'll be willing yeah. to bet you money that somebody's made a beer with mushrooms. Yeah. I'll yeah. No, I, I believe that. Didn't so. Didn't we have one by Abita that had mushrooms in it? The one I that for, I brought. I know for a fact that uh, Jester King made one with uh, with mushrooms. I can't remember what it was called. Interesting. Okay. This is I flawed. Don't, I don't buy that quiz. It's stupid. Yeah. It Let's was go back try. to drinking beer. Yeah. Okay, start drinking because we missed five. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. I'm out of beer. Well, let's let's just move on to our next beer. But before we do that, we need to do our poundability for this one. rating. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> yeah, I agree I'm going to go with like eight. Ten. Why eight? Just because it's got that weird kind of off cardboard papery whatever flavor. Okay. Because it's old. Wow. Do even, you want uh, this? even in 2013, uh, Eggs made a beer with mushrooms. Talk yeah, th- that course is flawed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Way to go, Sawyer. Hey, I tried, okay? 
So you study get, on a uh, scale of one to ten, ten being the most poundable. How easily could you chug this <laughs> if you had to? Poundable? Yeah. yeah. Poundability okay. rating. Okay. So the poundability well, rating started with our. Um, well, our she was a, was a blonde. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I love this beer, uh, and, and and that's the problem I think with this particular beer. I think this. Um, I was the time I had it in, in uh, Austria. Um, I was drinking the hell out of it, and I was so hungover I couldn't see straight. But um, <laughs> it, it was, you know, when, when you go over there and you never, you don't know if you'll ever make it back. You're, uh, it doesn't matter how hungover you are. You're going to try every damn beer you possibly can, yeah. right? Yep. And uh, this one was fantastic. I, I think, unfortunately, the problem you're going to have with it is finding it that's fresh. Yeah, right. Uh, but yeah. I would say an eight. I like this beer. Yeah. I buy it on occasion. So <laughs> he said that he likes this. I beer. like this beer. <laughs> <laughs> so this is imported by Lewis Glenn's beer from Lincolnwood, Illinois. I would say if you get if you get it, maybe get it at uh, um, Total Wine or not Total Wine anymore. Uh, get it at uh, um, Golly Central Market because okay. mm. they 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 have this in their German beer section and it's a little four pack ah. and it's usually a little fresher than this. Does Halls have a pretty good uh, German selection? They really. They're really hit or miss. Uh, I, okay. You know, I think I've been there in a while. It, here, here's the thing that that is disappointing and and exciting at the same time. Uh, one of the things that is interesting because we had the recent beer law changes, we've we've been able to get a whole lot of new stuff that we've never been able to get before. Mm-hmm. But I think at the same time that that uh, is a problem because we can get so many different things that the shelf life on it, it a lot of stuff sits there for a yeah. long time. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and even that's kind of the same thing. Even when you go to the Flying Saucer, they got two hundred taps. Well, you know what what people are drinking because they want to get their plate on the wall is the new stuff. Everything that's new or that comes in, I want to drink that because that. Yeah. And, and the stuff like uh, you know your typical you know Pilsner or Kell or something like that to me usually tastes old because it's been sitting there for a long time. So, mm-hmm. uh, and, and unfortunately too, because we have so many different big selections and stuff too, a lot of this stuff sits on the shelf hot. So yeah. Um, yeah. and that, that just a killer man on this stuff, you know, and, and we go over, I, I go to, uh, you know, whenever I go out of the state and stuff, one of the things that I always like to do is go and look at different beers that are available, um, that we can't get here. And I gotta say, man, now there's not a whole hell of a stuff that we can, can't get here now. Yeah. I drove uh, yeah. through, I drove through 11 States and can, I had a hard time finding stuff that I couldn't find here. And, and if so. you do find stuff, it's the local, real local, right. small type brewery. Yeah, right. yeah. And a lot of that stuff you don't want anyway. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, it, 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 one of the things that I really like is when you go to the East Coast, however, you do get a lot more German styles that you can't get here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of the, so, I mean, we're talking about uh, German Hellas tonight. If you guys, well, I could kind of give you my experience when I went to Munich and, and give you some of the, the stuff that I went into, but um, I can assure you it was the most beer I ever drank in one solid day. <laughs> um, I went, I started drinking one day at 10 o'clock in the morning, with, uh, and by the end of the night I'd had, uh, I think, 16 liters. Oh, my Jeez. gosh. <laughs> in four, if, it, it, and that was from 10 till 4 o'clock in the morning, however. But, wow. Um, it kind of messed me up. I had to, uh, you know, I, you get your like I became, pop? well, uh, yeah, I became like an old man, couldn't pee right and stuff because I drank too much. <laughs> damn beer. It, it was it was a really tough time. But anyway, um, the, 
it's it's quite amazing. Any of the stuff that you get here is is just not the same as when you're when you're drinking it over there. And it's mm-hmm. the most abs. And I don't know if it's just necessarily the the ambiance of you being in Germany and you're in the beer gardens and drinking it and <clears throat> and stuff, or or if it's just because it's super fresh. But um, one of the coolest things is when you're drinking them, and that's what you get when you drink beer in, in Munich. It's just it's it's hard to get almost anything else. Mm. Um, and you go to you go to any certain beer garden, they serve one brand usually. It's usually you know Hofbrau, and I mean like, there's eight you know big breweries in Munich, mm-hmm. and it's one of one of them. Uh, and uh, it's it's quite amazing. One of my I like I love the spot in here, but that was probably my least favorite over mm. there. And uh, you know you always hear Lowenbrau. You know like Lowenbrau is 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 an original Munich. Um, brewery, uh, but I think most people what they have a problem with is um, us as Americans. We got this crap, uh, you know, that uh, they licensed uh, Miller. I think it was Miller to brew it back in the seventies, and uh, Lowenbrow really got a bad name. And uh, as a matter of fact, it, they brewed yeah. it. The, they actually pulled the license from them from brewing it. So, uh, man, Lowenbrow was fantastic too. So uh, one, one one of their their it was like their. And they called it Ertib. Was there was like an old recipe of their Municellus. It was fantastic. Um, one of my favorites that we don't we can't get over here is Augustiner Keller. Fantastic brewery. Mm. Um, I think you can get that somewhat on the East Coast, but uh, we can't get it here. Yeah. Uh, but uh, um, there's something to be said when you're sitting there in these, and there may be something to this too. Is um, when you're in these Munich beer gardens and. Uh, they actually bring these big, huge old kegs up out of the cellar. Mm-hmm. You know, these big, not, I mean, big old wooden barrels. And, yeah. and I swear to God, these things look like they're probably two or 300 years old. <laughs> and uh, they bring them up on a dumbwaiter, you know, up out of the out of the cellar where they've been lagering, you yeah. know. And uh, they put a big tap and, you know, they tap in the side of it. And, and they're pouring beer as fast as they can pour it. And these big moss krugs, you know, the big one liter glasses and just pow, pow, pow. And there's, you know, there's a good three or four inches ahead on it, um, and uh, it maybe just coming out of those barrels, they just have this natural fauna that just, man, yeah. it's just, it's just, it's absolutely amazing. It, it's, uh, if you love beer, you got to make a trip there oh, just yeah. to taste it. Definitely. So I need to check on that Ryan Airlines thing. We've been talking about wanting to make a trip out there for a long time, but if they start that sixty-nine dollar <laughs> flight thing, I'm definitely going. Oh yeah. Yeah, and and then, you know that's that's the fun thing about Germany too is, you know, if you think about it, Germany is about the size of Montana, uh, really. I mean, in the in the grand scheme of thing, and uh, each one of these towns have their own beer specialty too. So, you know, like you go to Cologne, it's Kolsch. You go to Dusseldorf, yeah. it's uh, alt beer. If you go mm. to, uh, you know, uh, um, it, it, all these little towns have their own specialties. You know, like if you go to uh, um, where's the smoke beers from? Golly, I just had a brain fart. Uh, uh, Bamberg, Bamberg, yeah, and but but that's you know, and then you have Leipzig, you have the Gozas, and so mm. everybody has their own own little beers and stuff. So that, that's what's really cool. So you can you can travel around Germany and, and try all the different beers in all the different towns. So let's we, grab our next beer, yeah. and then you can regale yeah. us with your Munich story. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, we're gonna start uh, this next segment with the original origins, the original, the original, yes. Spaten. 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 Premium lager. Spaten. And it says it was imported. So 
Just wanted to let you know that. Yeah. Well, we are in Texas. Yep. In the uh, BJCP guidelines, they actually talk about it in the history section, mm. uh, which Sawyer failed to do in his trivia. <laughs> well, there wasn't much there, so. It's all going to read it. It says, created in Munich. This is the, the style. Created in Munich in 1894 at the Spaten Brewery to compete with pale Pilsner-type beers. Currently the most popular style in southern Germany. So, at one point, this was the original. Now, is it still the same beer that it was 200 years ago? I doubt it. Probably yeah, not. Let's but. chug it and find out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a funny story. When I was in Munich, we went to a beer. We went to a place. Uh, uh, it's kind of like Oktoberfest, but it's a summer fest. It's called Sommerfest. And one of the huh. weirdest, bizarre things, we went to the spot and tent. And um, there's an Indian guy there doing Indian music. I thought it was just huh. bizarre. I mean, like American Indian. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, so, wow. Interesting. It, it, it was really bizarre. Well, well and that's one of the things that I, I found really fascinating, too, is a lot of times you'll walk around Germany, and, and then you'll come into a store, and it's like it looks something like, uh, if you remember as a kid, a place called Stuckey's. It's kind of like uh, all this American <laughs> Indian junk. Off-brand stubbies? Like, so, so, <laughs> so they're, 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 I mean, it's like a... a a truck stop in in New Mexico. I mean, you know, huh. dream catchers and weird Whoa. stuff like that. So, it, hmm. and then uh, or you'll be driving through the countryside in Germany, and you see a teepee. What? Uh, so <laughs> evidently, we, we we were looking at that, and I was like, man, what the hell is there a teepee? I mean, we're in the we're in the Bavarian, you know, the Black Forest, and there's a damn teepee. <laughs> so evidently, uh, uh, Germans have a real huge fascination with American Indians. Interesting. So, wow. Really strange. I thought is, it was interesting. Is there a lot of street music over there in Germany? Um, yeah, it's kind of weird. Town uh, brass uh, bands. It, it, it's not a whole lot, but um, you see more little kids <laughs> like uh, he's playing with their big boom boxes, you know, playing some punch, punch, punch. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like... <laughs> so, a friend of mine who's a trombone player has been to Germany, and he, I don't know if this is true or not, because, you know, he likes a joke. Anyways, he was telling me once that he went to Germany, got his trombone out on the street corner, opened up the case, and he made about $300 in tips in a few hours <laughs> just playing some Bach. You well, know, man, there you go. Hey, if that'll work. But like I said, I don't know if that's true or not. I need to bug him about that. All right. Because so I've always the, thought about taking my tuba over there. Yeah. So the Spotten. Tell us about the bottle, Sawyer, because that will play into it. <clears throat> it's green. It is a yeah. green bottle. Uh, with a white label. Yeah. The beer itself is very clear, clear. light yellow, white head, tiny yellow. bubbles. No straw. What's Obviously. really funny, too, is if you go, a lot of these brands that you get in green bottles here in the United States, and you go to Europe, they're not green bottles. What? Wow. <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, what's yeah, over that? Well, if you guys were a child, children of the seventies, you might you might understand. But um, one of the one of the things that was uh, it was a sign of quality or import uh, because people were bringing in Heineken. That was a big deal. So a lot of these people they put these these beers in green bottles because they think Americans think that's a good quality beer because it's in green bottles. But <laughs> wow. uh, a lot of that's changing though. If you notice some of the stuff are actually going back to brown bottles now. Is so, that why they like put, the, 
Is that why they put Bud Light Platinum in a blue bottle? Oh, <laughs> well, it's just like the uh, the Bell was it Bellhaven Scottish that was in a yeah. clear bottle. Yeah, it used to and be it clear was for a long time. Awful, and they finally changed it to a brown bottle, and it tastes fine. Yeah, now. well, and what's really weird is they changed that to a clear bottle. It didn't. It wasn't always in a clear bottle. <laughs> wow. Uh, so it, it was really strange. So, uh, but. And in what's what'll blow your mind if you try those side by side, completely two different beers. Yeah, completely yeah. two different beers. Well, Probably, the green yeah. bottle is definitely affecting this one because um, yeah. it's a little skunky. But it's not, it's not character. over the top, man. No, yeah, it's not. Worse. It's not like a Heineken. No, or Corona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, and that's that's what's funny too is uh, even uh, Pilsner or Kale now has gone to a brown bottle. Really, it used mm-hmm. to be in a green bottle. Yeah, wow. and it's so much better. So much better. Mm. Yeah, I definitely get the skunk in the aroma. Yeah, I I'm not really getting any of the um, you know the floral, whatever hop character. It's pretty smooth, no real bitterness mm-hmm. very, other than what you're getting from the skunk. Very poundable. Yep. Yeah. Now, remember, you're supposed to get like a multi sweetness from this style. I right. get it. Are you pulling that from this? Yeah. Not as much as the last beer. No. Yeah. yeah absolutely not. The other one's there. a lot. The other last beer I thought was a lot more body. This is a little thinner. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't get as much malt character as I did from the. Stiegel for sure yeah and i think that's most of the complaints i've ever heard about that beer is it's almost too sweet hmm. that Stiegel. So. yeah at least there's no false advertising with this one <laughs> well gold the, yeah the funny thing is uh the uh the spotten um that was well it was my least favorite in germany out of all the eight hmm. major breweries okay. i love the hacker shore that was awesome um augustiner was fantastic all that good stuff so. hacker shore yes. well we have the hacker shore I know, <laughs> but I like the Martin. I've never had this one, okay. the oh, Munich yeah. Alice, so yeah. I'm excited to try it. This may change his Which whole one life. Is it? Yeah, the, the, the Martin. The Martin. Martin. Yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah. That's his favorite cool. beer of all time. Yeah. It, <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it, it left me speechless the first time I had it. Yeah. Well, what's really cool is I ate, when I was over there, I actually got a, a Stein, but before that, it was Hacker and Shore. It was, it was, I just had a, I have a Stein from Hacker because those are combined. <laughs> Yeah. Wow, Excellent. that's cool. Uh, yeah. so, hmm. I have a hacker Interesting. Sign. That's really cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But anyway, well, I digress. My <laughs> palatability rating. <laughs> ten, ten. That's about what I sounded like, I promise you. <laughs> that was the pumpkin beer episode. Yeah, we were brewing and recording the podcast at the same time. Nice. Not a good idea. Yeah. No. <laughs> not a good drops, but man. Travis and I were not okay. <laughs> no. I think I'm going to go down to like a seven on this one just because of the skunkiness see but it goes away really quickly uh, that, that's something that yeah, but to it, me i don't think it's dissipates. over the top skunky, mm, it's skunky, kind of, it just lingers it's like right there the whole time for me i get a little hot bitterness too for yeah. me mm. yeah but i mean just it's not barely. over the top but it's yeah. it's definitely got the noble hot bitterness i think yeah it's yeah this uh, is closer to the german pills than the previous one. Oh, for sure because yeah. of that yeah. mm-hmm yeah. Reminds me of, <laughs> reminds me of uh, Modelo. Really? Of what? Modelo. So reminds me of Modelo. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, you know, most of those Mexican beers are German brewmasters. Yeah, they originally were. Still, so. It's a Pilsner. So. Yeah. I want more of that uh, Imperial uh, oatmeal stout that well, we had. Well, it's like, isn't the Negro Modelo classified as like a Munich Dunkel or something like that? Uh, like something. Oh, God. I just had a brain Vienna? Fart. Vienna lager. Yeah. Vienna, oh, okay. Yeah. I knew it was something else, but... It's yeah. one of the only classic examples we can get here now. I don't know if they changed the or updated the style oh, guidelines. Yeah. And the... Uh, was it Dos Equis, the mm. The amber? I think that's considered a dark American lager. 
if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all over the place, but yeah. <laughs> we should do a Vienna episode next month. We haven't done it yet. Yeah. 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 And the funny thing is, is, you know, even some of the ones that they actually, like, for example, uh, Vorsteiner Dunkel, you'd think that would be a Munich Dunkel. It's mm-hmm. classified as a dark American lager, or used to be, however, in the, in the BJCP okay. guidelines. Even though you would think, oh, it's from Germany, it's a Dunkel, it should be. A- right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into our next one. All right. So uh, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> yep. This is uh, the Hacker Shore. <laughs> Munich Gold. And yes, it does have a gold label. Oh, wow. No false advertising on this one. It's got um, a weird shaped bottle. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a little different. What's really cool about those German-style bottles, if you're a home brewer, is they're nice and thick. They will they actually recycle those. Uh, you know. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about them busting. They're not thin. Yeah. Cool. Uh, this is a 5.5% ABV. <laughs> Uh, brown bottle, yeah. Yeah. All right, there you go. Let's drink it. <laughs> That's what she nice. said. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, a little, little bullet, Yeah. Uh, All of these have been crystal clear, so I guess that's we can just assume yeah. that. And Wait, what color is it? It's yellow. That's yeah. kind of orange. They've, well, they've all here, been. Here's no. You know that that light different is color. different than the window light. Yeah. So <laughs> they've all been around the same color. So no, I always think this yeah. is a fantastic beer. Mm-hmm. For sure. I'm not getting any skunk at all. No. Well protected. I got yeah. a little sweetness. Oh, my. It's it's kind of crackery in the, <sighs> the aroma and the flavor. Mm-hmm. Very pretty. Mm-hmm. This is so good. <laughs> so are we just going to say Hacker Shore is our favorite brewery? So oh, yeah. my God. Oh, this is pretty good. <laughs> that was from that episode. <laughs> no, that was the Beer 101 skunk. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you smell the Corona that we put outside. So oh, for the, I forgot the about the that. Okay. Yeah. okay, whatever. That cool. was pretty awful. You put a Corona wow. outside? Yeah, we what set it outside for about 10 minutes so it could get extra skunky. Oh, my God. It was pretty awful. The bubbles are really small. <laughs> they are? No, I'm being serious. Like, I know. They're not, it's not a rocky head. It tastes a lot better than it smells. Yeah. Really? Well, I think it does have a pleasant aroma. Yeah. It's it's really sweet, not too. Not turned off by it at all. No, it, it just tastes Rocky a lot Head better. typically turns me off, I'm just saying. <laughs> True. <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of bready and crackery, and I get some floral notes in the aroma. Yeah. Uh, but there's not really any hop character in the flavor at all. This is kind no. of the first one that reminds me of the Munich Dunkel bread crust and Well, crackery. it's not like toasted bread. No. It's like light cracker like a like a graham cracker or no not a graham cracker communion <laughs> Com- church saltine <laughs> yeah. saltine without the salt but i like salt <laughs> they should make a hybrid <laughs> munich hella sawyer you're cut off didn't you say you like rocky head too <laughs> no i said i do not like rocky oh, okay, head okay. i agreed with you okay. <laughs> I think so far this is probably the closest to what the BJCP kind of had in mind mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that we've had so far. I agree. It's it's fantastic. This is one of my favorites that we yeah. do here. I'm going to go buy a six-pack of this on the way. However, <laughs> be careful. It, they do have dates on them, so make sure that you you uh, make sure you get one that's halfway decent aged. Yeah. Do you see a date on this one? Did you buy this uh, at Total Wine? January. Yes. 
of 2017 is the okay. So it's still by quote thing. unquote fresh. For yep. Christmas, we need to get Sawyer a Hacker Shore T-shirt <laughs> and glassware and yeah. a hat, some glasses, a hat, Kershaw, and stock. <laughs> stock <laughs> uh-huh. See what you did uh, there. Okay. All right, so because I have a community one, but uh, yeah. yeah, that's about it. This I like this beer. It's fantastic. Yeah. I like this beer too. It's my favorite out of the ones we've had. Yeah, you know, as a home brewer, you know, um, don't you wish you could make beer like that all the time? Yeah. I mean that's yeah. that's that's the bummer of the deal is is Johnny Red that works at the shop. Man, he makes some killer Hellas and the problem with them is is it takes so long to to make them. Yeah. And then and then bam, it's like gone instantly. Yeah. You're like, "Damn." Yeah, you drink it <laughs> just <laughs> back to back. <laughs> it's like, "Man, it's 7 8 or 3 months later I get to make some more or drink some more." So uh, that's one. That's one of the only things that I would say, is, as far as brewing is concerned, or brewing these, is do as much as you can, or yeah. you know, hope, hopefully you have enough capacity where you can lager a bunch of it. Mm-hmm. Because that's the hardest part about it is they're so drinkable, but yet they take so long to make. So, yeah, I would like to start lagering at some point. That'd be cool. Yeah. When we were taking uh, James's class, we each had a homework beer, and mine was the Pale Keller beer, mm-hmm. which is basically just a young casked hellas and it can be uh, it can be cloudy too right yeah yeah and you know i i brewed it and i did the the regular fermentation like you would for lager and then i just didn't lager it but maybe for two weeks or something and it was very drinkable it was it was a great beer actually i took what i had left i saved it for uh travis's wedding we hooked it up to our tap system and uh it was gone that night Wow, five gallons of it just boom. So it was very drinkable. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd like to brew that one again. I'm ready for it to get cold outside again, so I can start drinking darker beers. Yeah, like uh, Temptress. <laughs> that was kind yeah. of a jump in the conversation. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Sawyer. You're welcome. <laughs> Hellas to Imperial Milk Stout. I like to escalate yeah. quickly. Where in the Hellas did that come from? <laughs> uh, I don't know when. <laughs> when the, well, I would like to make a quick plug, however, for our homebrew club uh, annual. German homebrew competition. If you're a homebrewer, for, for by any means, you know uh, we do have a, a all German homebrew competition. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, the entry dates are from August 13th through the 31st. You can check it out at ozapthomebrew.com. That's O Z A. There you go. That's O Z A P H T P F T. Excuse me. Homebrew.com. So check it out. It's a lot of fun, man. Yeah. If, did you guys judge it last year? No, I definitely want to this Holy year. Holy crap, dude. Yeah. So we get the we get entries from all over the United States, and I got to tell you, this is the best quality homebrew competition you're ever going to judge. Wow. It is, it is absolutely insane because I think one of the things that, that, that maybe di- differentiates it a little bit is because it's pretty lager heavy, right? There's mm-hmm. not a whole lot of... Uh, a whole lot of ale so i think most of the people that are doing these beers are probably uh, pretty advanced home brewers so yeah. man i'm telling you we we did the uh we did a dark german lagers so we had swords beer donkels uh, or i helped them do the be- mini best of show and and we probably came down to i think there was eight that we were debating over and i'm not kidding <clears throat> any one of these eight i would have went down and bought a case of it, it oh just, wow it was so, it, it, and it, to me, as a judge judging those beers, I think that's harder. 
I'd yeah. rather I'd rather have you know a bunch of crappy ones and then two or three that are just standout beers. But man, when you've got eight solid beers that you're deliberating over and you got six people arguing and fighting over which ones they think are the best, man, that's tough. Eeny, meeny, uh, miny, mo. <laughs> and, and I'm telling you, if you want you want some good beers, uh, take the leftovers from this thing, man. The ones that don't <laughs> yeah. make it to the finals and stuff, yeah. they're, they're <laughs> awesome. We, we were talking about Blue Bonnet the other day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, can I uh, help by drinking the leftover beer? <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like Blue, Blue Bonnet, you know, it's a little different because you got a lot of beginners entering beers. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, it's like, you have a lot of people that are just wanting feedback really mm-hmm. you know and i think once you get to the level you're doing loggers i would say majority of these guys are and they and that's the thing that's really strange too is, is is man they come from all over the united states man it's not just it's not just here locally or texas wise i mean it's uh hell the last the last uh competition we had uh i think only a one person took any medals home from captain Air. wow <laughs> it was Whoa. pretty sad and it's our own competition so uh, I have a feeling that's going to change this year, though. I, I know I know some hardcore loggerheads have already entered some stuff. So, yeah, I wanted to to enter something this year, but I missed my my window for brewing for that. So <laughs> maybe next year. Well, you could have done a hefe. <laughs> yeah, it's even too late for that now, though. Five <laughs> Actually, I've got a half in the uh, fermenter right well, now. There you so. go. Ten. <laughs> Ten. Yeah, this one pounds yeah. easily. Oh, Nine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This yeah. is one Ten. of my favorites. That's for sure. Seriously, I'm going to go buy a six pack of this tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and like I said, this one wasn't my favorite. I mean, it, I thought it was fantastic, phenomenal when I was in Munich. But um, I, I think uh, uh, Augustiner Keller was, or Augustiner was uh, probably the best one I had. But um, and that's and I think the Lohenbrau was fantastic too. But mm-hmm. we don't we don't the Lohenbrau. I don't even know if we get Lohenbrau here anymore. Yeah, I haven't seen it. But, I haven't seen it either. Yeah. I see Hacker Shore everywhere. Yeah, so that's probably why this really? tasted the best. Yeah, I've Wait. seen it. I mean. I, uh, not nah, maybe not at Walmart, but I've seen it at a lot of stores wow. more than these other ones. So I'm assuming that's why this one might taste. Poundability at ten. <laughs> used to, <laughs> used to you couldn't find this. I mean, it was yeah. it used to be really tough. Used to be, I'm, I'm yeah. from Texas, y'all. Used to could. <laughs> well, let's yeah. move a little closer to home for our next example. How close? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're heading over to Fort Worth now to RAR and Sons Brewing, which we've done a lot of their beers on the podcast. Uh, their RAR Blonde is actually classified as a Munich Helles, not a blonde. So, ah. One of their flagships. Oh, yeah. That and uh, Ugly yeah. Pug. Yeah, and I was saying earlier, this beer, um, I think I think from a standpoint of craft beer, um, one of the hardest things to do, if you guys are home brewers or whatever, the hardest thing to make is lagers. And I think it's a real testament to uh, Fritz's heritage. And he really wanted to brew uh, traditional German lagers. And, mm-hmm. and if you think about it from a standpoint of a craft brewery, that's you really got to be passionate about it. Because, man, it is not a money-making deal. Because, um, you know, you got you got that stuff in the tank uh, two to three times longer than what it would take to pump out an ale, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's it's not an easy beer to make. It's it's freaking tough, yeah, right, uh, to make that good quality beer. And and you know they're going on what? Uh, how many years now? 11, 12 years. Uh, I think they opened in 04. Yeah. yeah. So um, twelve years now. And I got to tell you that they have uh, really stepped up their game and they've they've changed some stuff and. 
Um, you know, I know they've had some problems over the years, and uh, some people, you know, they still bag on it, but I can assure you, um, you can go and taste their stuff now, and it is it is rock solid now. So, oh yeah, uh, and I think this beer is is just proof of that. I don't know that there's a raw beer that I don't like. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we go to their exactly. anniversary stuff, and they've got you know they roll out the red carpet and they got all their you know cast stuff out. Yeah, and, um, you can, you know, stuff that they don't distribute, and it's just one of my favorite times because. They've got I mean, one of my favorite ones is uh, Devil Pug, and I haven't seen that one in a long time. Oh, yeah, and I wish that they would do that one again. I like the coconut Russian Ugly, ugly, stout. ugly Pug with what? I think it was like black pepper or something. Oh, okay. Ooh, I'd it was really that. good. Yeah, yeah. So they are um, they're getting ready to release Pug in cans. So oh, oh yeah. nice. fantastic! As a matter of fact. I don't know. I better not say that. <laughs> well, they had. They, I this, don't know if they re- announced that yet or not. They had this one in the can, uh, right next to the bottle. But I picked up the bottle because I, I don't know. I know everybody says, "Oh, the cans are different. You don't get that metallic taste anymore." But if I if I have a choice between bottle and can, and I'm not going somewhere where I can't take glass, then I'll pick up the bottle. Meh. Cool. Let's open it up. Oh jeez. <laughs> 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 All right. This, this is, is a, a bottle. Uh, very clear <clears throat> example, just always. like the other ones. Same, Same color. yellow color. Yep. I do get something a little different in the aroma. A little sweeter, maybe. Yeah, I get a big multi sweetness. Not really any uh, of a hop presence. Yeah, no, it, yeah. which you're not supposed to. It had a pretty rocky head when we first poured mm-hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> not going to lie. <laughs> Fast growing head. No, it was rocky. Uh, this but is, this is a relatively fresh beer too. So it's not super persistent. The head it goes away pretty no. quickly. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So it's like a diminishing head. I like finishing head. <laughs> d- 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 okay. Oh, look at that. We were just talking about that. Yep. Chug a pug. Oh. oh. Okay. So they did. They did announce that. Chug a pug, chug a pug, chug a pug, I don't know why it reminded me. I have a video on my phone of uh, the guy from Rabbit Hole uh, shotgunning something. It Matt? was, yeah, it was yeah. Uh, at the um, the Iron Mash party. Yeah, a collective. End. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just for some reason they just decided to. I think it was actually Sir Williams. Oh, it wasn't Tim Biddy? No, they all oh. uh, you know shotgunned to Sir Williams. It was pretty funny to watch, but anyway. Chug a pug. That'd be Dude, fun. I'm sorry. <laughs> I cannot chug. I can't do that shotgun and craft beer crap. I'm sorry. I'm out. That's dumb. Me neither. Yeah. I'm sorry. Except for Hacker Shore. You can. Yeah. <laughs> but really, though, well, I, I, course, I can't. Of course, it's been uh, half my lifetime ago since I was 20 something. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm still 20 something. Okay. I'm still yeah, chugging. So, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the first and last beer I ever shotgunned was when Travis made a shotgun a Shiner Bach here on the episode. Oh, yeah, me too. I've shotgunned plenty <laughs> of Shiner Bach since then. I think so. we ought to just get a beer bong and do a you know six you pack go. of IPA. You know, I think mm. that'll work. <laughs> Storm Cloud, I, I'd be down with that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that'll be rough. <laughs> I've still never done a keg stand. Be yeah, me neither. The first and only keg stand I've ever done was on Boston Lager. That was awful. 
completely <laughs> wrong decision. <laughs> well, I never understood that anyway. Why the hell do you want to get do a keg stand and then you're trying to swallow uphill? Right. It doesn't, doesn't make, make any, any sense. sense. It's a challenge. <laughs> it takes talent. That's is it, it a takes. challenge or is it? I mean, what's the, yeah, okay, challenge what's the, accepted? What's the, the point of a keg stand? I don't get it. Uh, to get drunk. To it, does I it get you this. drunk faster? Like butt uh, chugging. What? What's the point? You never heard of butt chugging? Try it. Did I try? No. You sure? No, yeah, I'm sure. I see that look in your Never. face. Yeah, we had this Never discussion on our chugging. first hey, what, episode. What is buying animals and butt chugging? <laughs> what is butt chugging? When I was in college, I first started experimenting. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> butt chugging. Callison There's chugged. killer from the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, though, what they do is they put... Uh, Put the bottle in their butt. Yeah, yeah. You sit upside down and they just. I, I know what it is. Dump the bottle. I don't think Sawyer. <laughs> Sawyer was asking. No, I really don't know what that is. Okay. Yeah, you, get you, really you drink really quick beer in your butt. <laughs> what? His face. Yeah. I wish you could record because it, it goes. The alcohol oh, wait, goes straight in your bloodstream. It doesn't get processed yeah. by your liver. And oh so my god! It's absorbed through your intestines. <laughs> yeah. And then, this sounds like fun. I gotta try it. No. <laughs> people I just die know from how it. you do that. Do you just like stand on your head and like grip it with your? Butt I cheeks guess or? I don't. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> you gotta spit oh, on it first. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you back have some to close friends that are. <laughs> back to um, Rar Blonde. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Fritz. Yeah, shout out, Fred. What's up? We're talking about bud chucking in your beer. Now, if I remember correctly, Stubby, uh, when you had Rar on one of your episodes, you were mm-hmm. talking about the label of this beer. It's like his grandmother or something that's on. No, it's right? his mom. His actually. mom. Okay, yeah. right. It's really strange, and you know, he's got like the Oedipus complex. Or, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Fred. Uh, Not really. But uh, uh, yeah, his mom was like a uh, Miss runner-up miss usa or something like oh, she wow. was like a pinup model and stuff during the 50s so uh but uh yeah yeah we, we've talked about uh uh doing it you know like uh making the cans like uh when the can's cold or nipples pop out or whatever wow but no i'm just i'm teasing that really in case you didn't know the label clearly says this is Beer. That's that's actually left beer. over from the yeah. old beer labeling laws. Um, uh, yeah, what does it have preggers beer on there? versus a uh, ale or a yeah, malt liquor? Yeah, so and here's what's really strange is you actually still have to have two licenses in order to do less than five percent alcohol beer. Mm-hmm. So what? you actually have to yeah. Uh, so this this beer is under five percent. So I think it's four six or four seven something like. Does it even say on here? Uh, I don't even know if it says on here. But uh, yeah, you you actually have to have two different licenses. Untap says five percent. Does it say five percent? Yeah, yeah. They need to put this, the pictures on there from like the Mexican craft beers that we had, where it said no preggers, <laughs> no cars, right? Yeah, no smoking or whatever. <laughs> it was all picture form. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I, so I think I think. Uh, <laughs> I mean, am I right? Honestly, I, I I would say. A couple of years ago, I wouldn't really even classify this as a Munich Ellis, but I think they're there now. I really think they've really done a really good job at it. Yeah, yeah so. it's, it's very been drinkable. a while since I've actually had this beer. Before I got into brewing, um, this was like one of the beers I really latched onto, and it mm-hmm. tastes a lot different now than yeah what it used to be, and that was a couple of years ago. I think it's definitely got a... a a more clean malty flavor yeah um, than it ever has before so yeah it's great clean yogurt least <laughs> <laughs> yogurt least yeah that's what he said okay uh, yeah that was a 
was one of those days. That was days. a fumble. <laughs> a fumble. It's funny. Uh, you know, as a homebrew store owner, I get to hear all the funny uh, stuff, you know, uh, <laughs> that people come in and say. And, you know, I had, I've had, had, and believe it or not, I've had this happen more than once. Um, I had somebody come in and they go, oh, I need some Ollie yeast. I'm like, what the hell is Ollie yeast? Ollie yeast. Ollie yeast? Yeah, I'm not familiar with Ollie yeast. And she, I was like, Ollie? Ali, like, like Muhammad Ali, yeah, yeah, Ali. I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> how do you spell that? Uh, oh, A L E. Oh, L E. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And I've had that happen more than once. Maybe you shouldn't be brewing. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk. <laughs> all right, we get this one all the time. Hey, you got any of that there Lager yeast? Oh my God! Lager. Was that Sawyer? We are. No. We are in Texas. I know the difference. <laughs> Lager yeast. Uh, that I'm happens not, all the time. Wow. I'm not that uneducated. Five pound ability. Ten. 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 <laughs> yeah, this, this one's beer fantastic. goes to eleven. <laughs> now, it, it, you know, it's qu- it's quite surprising trying this one after the Hacker Shore. It's it's pretty damn close. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Good. A lot of Super consistencies close. for sure. I might buy another six pack of this too. <laughs> Sawyer's getting hammered tomorrow. Yeah, I'm not really teaching tomorrow, so. Uh... <laughs> well, for our next one, we're going to come even closer to home. How close? Oh, good question. I'm glad you asked. It's Very actually close. from a new brewery that opened up just last month in Arlington, Texas, where we are recording right now. Brought to you from Arlington, Texas. Brought to you from Arlington, Texas. This is from Legal Draft Brewing, or sorry, Legal Draft Beer Company. The whole Majuri world. Out of Arlington, <laughs> Texas. <laughs> yeah. The the stadium. Yeah. They opened up last month, and uh, I went to the opening weekend, and a uh, huge crowd. It was like standing room only. Bunch of sweaty people standing around. but uh, Drinking that, beer. Yeah, that's what you they come to expect. smell really good, too. That is a, <laughs> a Texas brewery experience. B.O. and that. booze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, cigarettes. They had five beers on tap. And they, I mean, they've already started canning. It's already, um, I've seen taps at different locations. Cool keg has already. On. Yeah, really. Wow. Yep. They opened and then hit the ground running. About where are they located? It's within walking distance of Cool Keg and right Division the Brewing. Track. Yeah. yeah, and and cool. I've heard that this is actually on Division. Yes. Yeah, right behind all the the dealerships. The poor Division Brewing. So, Division Brewing is not on. Division Street. No. But Legal Draft is on Division. They need to switch places. <laughs> yeah. We, we actually have our club happy hour there Tuesday. Cool cake, yeah. Cool cake? Cool cake. Yeah. So, yeah, you guys going? Probably. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The meeting in Waxahachie. Dang oh, it. Uh, I can't go. I'll be there. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I look close enough. <laughs> I start working again tomorrow, so I'm going to need to be there <laughs> yeah. on Tuesday. My, well, oh, maybe yeah. it goes till 10, right? I think it goes to whatever the hell you want. <laughs> yeah. I'll be there after. There you go. But this uh, is uh, we've closed the bar down many times. Yeah. <laughs> legal night. draft, and it is their legal. They call it a blonde lager, but it is classified as a Munich Helles lager. It uh, comes in a can, <coughs> and I already opened it up. Otherwise, I'd let you know what it sounds like. <laughs> On the back, it says, you have the right to drink great beer with flavor and character made locally and enjoyed with friends and family. So the backstory with this, uh, the brewery is owned by two lawyers. So all of their beers have some sort of a law 
motif. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, here's the thing. Do, do you think that's a good marketing scheme? <laughs> hey, we, we our beer, our brewery is owned by two lawyers. Not that, many people like lawyers. Two, I'm that, just saying. That lawyers. would scare me off <laughs> from right. doing business with you. Yeah. Like, big time. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to yeah. sue you if you do something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> just don't brew a public intox public ale. Did you, oh. you drink that? What kind of glass? <laughs> what? <You're, laughs> so, um, welcome to the podcast, Legal yeah. Draft. Um, Very clear. clear. Yes. It it's looks very clear. nice. It looks... You know, light, just like the rest of them. Yeah. Looks fantastic. Great. Small bubbles. The aroma. It may look a little darker, maybe a little more gold color. Yeah, than I would. Others, well, I don't know. Yeah. Stubby, Great. hold it up to that window. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the uh, window and the lamp are two different, two different <laughs> colors. <laughs> Yellow cast. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, hold up the mattress and it's black. <laughs> but oh, really there's is. there's a, an off flavor and aroma that we shouldn't get. But we are. Well, at least I am. I like diacetyl. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> now, in the guidelines, it did say some DMS is okay, but it didn't say diacetyl is okay. There are some styles where some diacetyl is acceptable. This is not one of them. So that DMS be, is up uh, next? <laughs> uh, diacetyl would be acceptable in bohemian lagers. Okay. And check pills. And so, some Scottish yeah. beers also. Yeah. But I'm I mean, not, as far as lager's concerned, I'm not yeah, pulling a whole yeah. lot of, a lot of like butter off flavors. I am. Yeah, I'm not. I've, I'm pulling a lot. <laughs> and honestly, no offense, legal draft. I'm sure you have some really great beers. I'm drunk. <laughs> I, I do not like this beer. It's. Hmm. I don't know. It's it's not as easy to drink as the other ones that we've had. Eh, it's just as easy. I can pound this. <laughs> It has a it's lingering a bitterness on the back of the tongue, too, that's just kind of strange. No, I don't think it's bitterness. I think it's the butteriness. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it it just stays there for like a good half a minute. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> what? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I really not that drunk. Get a pun he said not bitterness, but butterness. Oh. oh. Man. Butterness. Butters. I'm on a different level. You people. Oh you my god, they killed Kenny. Clap for myself. <laughs> I'll say this. I don't I don't think it's a bad beer and, and for a for a start out start out brewery, um I've had a lot worse and, and I think they may be on the right track. So a lot of times what I always t- say is, you know, a lot of these breweries when they first start out or or they I have to give them lots of lots of chances because uh there's it, I think it's really tough because you go from being a home brewer and your first brewing on your rig the first time and yeah, it, it's got to be tough and and unfortunately i think a lot of times uh the, the public has become so educated now that you don't have as much chance anymore mm-hmm. um as what you used to uh, you used to be able to get away with some flaws and stuff like that and now the competition is such as is you got to put out rock solid beer and and unfortunately i think a as a beginning brewer, you got to be on your game right out of the box because you might not get a second chance. So, yeah. um, uh, although my, me personally, I, I think uh, uh, that uh, you know I usually try a beer two or three times before I pass judgment on it, and and the reason being is because um, you know it, it all has to do with you might have had a bad batch or you might have had a bad yeah. bottle or can or 
or whatever. And, and, and not to say that this is, is in that regard. I, I don't think so. I, I, I think there's just a slight flaw in there. And, and I would say the general public public probably wouldn't pick it up. Mm. Um, but uh, uh, but that, that's, that's the way it goes, you know. Uh-huh. I remember that maybe a year or two ago there was a, a batch of raw beer that turned out bad mm-hmm. and there was this big thing about you know sending it back to them and they give you a a, a refund or another six pack or something i don't remember which beer it was maybe it was the yeah, i don't remember what it was it was the uh the uh, iron joe and, oh, okay. and what oh, happened that's right they got an infection in the barrels the coffee yeah. scotch uh, ale yeah yeah it was a, it's a it's basically their iron thistle aged with coffee yeah in whiskey barrels and um uh, they don't know if it was either the coffee or the barrels but definitely had some funkiness after a while yeah wow. so i mean and, if that was the first time that you had had that beer you're like this is strange i don't really like this yeah. one but well they were very you, proactive is, about fixing it you know which is awesome well um, and i think they've been around long enough that they can afford to do that right, right. yeah right. Right. A, a little small breweries that are just starting up yeah man it yeah. would murder them yeah. well you know i will say you know yeah this is the first time i've had this beer i'm gonna try it some more see if it changes yeah. and you know i need to go to legal draft you know since it's in i might Hollywood. need another can right now see test again yeah, <laughs> yeah. honestly i mean it, it, compared to hackershore and the the raw blonde I, I like those two a lot better this i, mm-hmm. I would compare to the steagle well this to uh, me it tastes more like an american blonde than it does like a yeah a Hellas, you know i mean it, it's yeah more, got more of that yeah kind of maybe even adjunct character Maybe I don't know. Right, I, mean, I, I doubt that they're putting any adjuncts the, in there, but yeah, there's mm-hmm. just not much there. To yeah, yeah. it's really simple. So poundability ten, ten still <laughs> about a seven. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my Good. seven like I did on the spot. I've given stouts like an eight. So yeah, well, uh, maybe you don't understand the poundability. I rating. get it. That's just how I can pound them. Courtney didn't understand the pound poundability rating poundability. until last night. Mm. Oh really? Yeah. What did you give her? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, when I was in college. <laughs> hey, when I was in college, I I like I, liked, I gave the fat girl some love too. So you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. uh, we got another one, right? So this Explosion. next one. <laughs> So this next one we've got is a, the uh, Texas Hellas by Community Beer Company. Uh, it's 5% something P and uh, 18 what? IBU. I don't uh, know, it's covered up by the oh. stick. Take the tag off. It's Play-Doh. Something. It's Yella. Play-Doh? Play-Doh. Play-Doh. It says 12.5 <laughs> degree Play-Doh? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, like it's drinking our, Play-Doh? It, it's Play-Doh's a, like uh, uh, gravity. gravity. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you were meaning okay. like straight up Play-Doh. Would, uh, Play-Doh is similar <laughs> to bricks, so you can multiply that times four, and I'd probably give you pretty close, so that would be... Uh, so 12.5 times four? Yeah, so uh, that would be 13 times four is 26, 52, so like 10, 52. I like gravity. Play-Doh. I see. Original okay. gravity. Yeah. Oh, OG, yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, um, it's a nice can. It's got Texas on it. I like Texas. Oh, Jesus. Um, it's blue. It's white and blue. Yes, yeah. and red. And red. Red wine, this is one of their newer offerings from Community. Yeah, it's like the I don't cowboy. think I've had this one before. With cowboy a star. Colors. Blue uh, and silver. It came out just a few months ago. I had it at Porn and Glory. Uh, they had a glass night there. I think that was in May. Mm. So it's going to be May. 
And Thanks, gone. It's gonna be a. <laughs> <laughs> this one is not crystal clear. Uh, it's no. clear-ish. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little, a little hazy. Yeah. Not clear, but it, um, it's definitely not the clearest we had. No. Right. Sure. No. <laughs> uh, color is still the same, though. You know that light yellow. As a matter of fact, I think most of the other ones were brilliantly clear. Yes. Yeah. Right, yeah. Be uh, be sure to sniff while you drink. <laughs> I kind of get some. I, this. What's wrong with your metallic dog? flavors? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> did, did you hear that? Hear that? <laughs> yeah, I did get some metallic. Uh, it sounds like that one drop that we have. Oh, jeez. It does have, it has kind of a, a metallic aroma. I don't know if that's coming from the Noble House. Is that a or, thing? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do get the metallic as well. Yeah, it's something weird. It come out of a can, like I was saying earlier. <laughs> I don't know if it's the. the These aren't specially lined cans. <laughs> it's got oh, bigger bubbles. <laughs> I don't know. You guys aren't young enough to rem- or old enough to remember that. The specially lined oh. cans? Mm-hmm. I can't tell if this is the hops Keystone. that I'm picking up. That used, used to be one of their deals. Yeah. It has a Vortex, Especially though. I was about to say, it's like the Vortex bottle. <laughs> <laughs> right, sorry. So you can get more beer. Beer delivery system. <laughs> what were you saying, Eddie? <laughs> I forgot. We talked over you. Whatever. <laughs> I'll never forget the first time. You guys know Mark Wedge, right? Nice try. Yeah. yeah, so when those Vortex bottles come out, we were at the Fox and the Hound, and he he grabbed, he said, "I want a whatever is it Bud Light or Miller yeah, Light? Miller, yeah. No, it's Bud Light. Is the it vortex? Bud Light with the yeah. Vortex bottle? I thought it was Miller. It's Bud Light. Mm. Right. Mm. It's Miller. It's Miller too. It's Miller. I'm pretty sure it was Bud Light. But anyways, he goes, "If this is a true Ooh, Vortex bottle, podcast, fight. I could turn this upside down in a glass, and it shouldn't chug at all. You know, it should just oh my fall right. out, right? So he he took the bottle and turned it upside straight upside down into deal and it went bloop 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 <laughs> he goes so yeah, it didn't not a, not, a, not a true vortex bottle and he just hands the beer back to the the <laughs> didn't even drink it just it was bought miller it. <laughs> same color he bought he bought a miller light just to test the bottle <laughs> didn't even drink it wow i would you know how much that. money they probably spent trying to figure out how to make that bottle do that and then it didn't do anything <laughs> well Brilliant. It's like frost brewed, man. Uh, I'm not a big fan of this. It's Triple hopped. Kind of like the other ones that weren't Hacker Shore or actually RAR. <laughs> it's all right. I'm I'm getting a little bit more bitterness out of this one. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. a little bit. Well, and that's what we were just at, talking about too. Is on the can it even says uh, 18 IBUs, which is more than what the style guidelines say from BJCP. So I'm getting some floral hop flavor. Yeah, yeah to me, more, this more is so. closer to a pills. <laughs> To yeah. me. Yeah, I could see that. According to the descriptions, bright, golden, and crisp, this lager beer was made from, uh, made for Texas summers. We lager it for six weeks and brew it using all German malts and hops and a clean Bavarian yeast strain. It's easy to drink and just enough clean malt and noble hop character to get to let you focus on soaking in rays and enjoying the outdoors. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. It's a good beer. I like it. I think it tastes good. It doesn't fit in the Hellas guidelines. So do you like this beer? If Fratto were here, he would say they don't care. <laughs> I would yeah. drink it. Yeah. yeah, I would too. I'd rather drink a Hacker Shore. I like this beer. Or a Rar. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I like it. it I, 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 think like it. It, I think it is crisp and probably very refreshing if you're outside. You know, it's like yeah. 100 degrees. That, this would be fantastic. But Well, that's like comparing, you know, you know German to domestic styles and, and and it's tough man you can't it, it's really tough to say um let's try uh, you know side by side hacker shore with you know 
uh, a locally brewed Hellas. These guys in Germany have been doing it for, you know, millennia. Yeah. So it's kind of like uh, it's it, these guys really know what they're doing. It's brewed in, in their, their water and everything like that. So I think in order to really, uh, you know, it's really tough to be able to compare the two together. Um, however, at the same time, if you're going to call it that, I think you need to be close to that. You yeah, know, right. so, um, you know, it, it, I think this is a good beer. I, I, but when you actually compare it to one from Germany, I think it's tough. But yeah. it's a funny story is uh, I went in and did a, a taste test with uh, uh, at RAR one time, and and it was uh, they lined up four different Doppelbox, you know, and um. There's, oh, evaluate each one of these. Tell us what you like about each, what you don't like about it, um, you know, um, and all of this different stuff, you know. And and uh, there was, I think, no, it was actually five and uh, five different Doppelbox, and I drank them all, you know, took notes on each one. And I'm sitting over there, and Fritz is watching me. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, uh, he goes, oh, and then they say, okay, we'll rank them, you know, one through five. And uh, so I ranked them and <laughs> get done. And uh, Fritz goes, that's fine. You don't like my beer. And I'm like, well, what were the beers? <laughs> and he goes, he goes, it was Eyinger. It was Eyinger, uh, you know, uh, Celebrator. And then it was um, uh, uh, Paul Anner, Salvatore. And then it had, uh, and then they had also, they had uh, the Optimator. <laughs> and then uh, they had Roar, and then they had Devastator, which is from uh, Wasatch. Uh, Wasatch, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was like, uh, I, I actually ranked his third, uh, you know. And then uh, they had just won, you know, goal with their Doppelbach at, at uh, GABF, and mm-hmm. they've also won. What's really strange too is they've actually won at the European Cup. A few times against huh. all these European ales with that particular beer. So Is that the regulator, the regulator. Yeah, mm-hmm. they do a really good job with that. And uh, uh, but that just goes to show you, you know, I, I like that authentic German style, and and I don't know if that's necessarily because I'm used to drinking that. And it has a little oxidation to it, or a little caramely, or if that's what it really tastes like in Germany, you know. But that's what I associate with that particular style, you know. So, mm. uh, but uh, yeah, I thought it was funny that. You know, because they put their beer up against you know those other German actual true German Doppelbox, but yeah, I thought it held up well. So you know, I mean, yeah. I, I did place one of the German ones behind there. So okay, you know, if they had just changed this from Texas Hellas to Texas Pills, this would be like perfect. Yeah, yeah. To me, this tastes more like a like a Pearl Snap. Yeah, that, uh, Austin Beer Works. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? It's it's just a little bit too bitter, too much. Uh, you know, hop character I, I for, the, for the Munich Hellas. I don't get any malt in this at all. No. Yeah. And, no. you know, it even says well-balanced when you read the guidelines, and it's not balanced. It's, this is definitely more hop Maybe forward. Maybe because we've had all those other ones that were really malty. Yeah. But this one tastes kind of Well, this is probably one of the freshest one. well, in the RAR, too. Probably yeah. one of the freshest beers that we've had But today. even even from a standpoint, not to I'm not, and, 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 and always kind of caution this when, when I'm evaluating beers that – I'm not necessarily ripping this apart, but right. um, I think it's a good, very drinkable beer, and I would drink this. You, I would have no problem if you had this at your house and you offered this to me. I would drink it in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, it's fantastic. But uh, the 
to me, even the body's a little light. Wouldn't hmm. you say? Uh, compared to the other beers that we've had today? Yeah, I would say it's a little light. Well, and the carbonation level's a little higher than the others also. And I think that might affect it a little bit. It just kind of seems a little thin. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. More, more well attenuated than the others. And see, I'd never had this one before. And if, you know, if I go to the bar and I see it there, yeah, I'm going to order it again, or order it at the bar because mm-hmm. I, you know, it's, yeah, it's good. Has a reputation of making really good beer. Yeah, I mm-hmm. like just like I said dark. earlier with RAR. I don't think I've had a beer from Community that I don't mm-hmm. like. Their public ale's fantastic. Of course, they've got all their you know the what's the the coffee stout Ascension. Yeah. Yes, that is oh. probably one of my favorite beers. Mm-hmm. So good. Uh, of course, you know when we had it at the Covey, it was. <laughs> Back in the day, there you go. That was even, you know, a Duro Porter. Yeah, that was, that was where it was at. But anyway, you know, I just, I haven't brewed anything that I don't like. I just don't know that I'd call this a Hellas yeah. under the guidelines. Anyway, That's fair. guidelines. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, when you go to the pro brewing, when they, you actually look at, you know, GABF and and stuff of that nature, that their style guidelines are. It, it's 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 whack compared, and, and I think if you look at the the BJCP, you have more of a true style guideline than when you actually go to to pro brewing. There's there's mm. all over the place where um, I think I think the BJCP does a better job at actually splitting up the, the style guidelines a little better, uh, especially this new set of style guidelines. Yeah. It's fantastic uh, as far as splitting out. I wasn't real happy about them to be honest, <laughs> because there were some yeah. styles that they changed, and I wasn't real happy about that, but. Um, and having to relearn, yeah, relearn all a bunch the, of the stuff. Guidelines. But a lot of these, you know, it, it's. Um, I think I think it's it's a really good set of style guidelines from a standpoint, yeah. especially imports. Uh, um, I think they've really done a good job at, at breaking those out a little better. Mm-hmm. And they split up all the IPA categories too, yeah, which is helpful. Nice. And the sour category too, they've really done a really good job at that yeah. too, because it used to be, if you had a sour, you got to enter it in one category. You know, it was just kind of like, right? Yeah, well, I got. Five sour beers, but I can only enter it in one beer yeah. category. You know, so <laughs> uh, that 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 really helped a lot. And hopefully, they'll uh, eventually break out the the fruit categories and spice a little bit better too. I think because mm, yeah. they're they're really limited on that too. So. Mm-hmm. Right. Nothing like sitting around a couple guys getting pounded. <laughs> <laughs> Seven for me. Ten. I'm going to go, go with nine. Whoa. Just because. I'm the low baller here. Just because the, the bitterness level. I said seven. Seven. Uh, uh. I'm going to go with nine. Well, it's seven. very good. Well, here, here, here's, the, here's, the, here's the one thing that I'll look at from a standpoint. How would you rank these beers today? Mm, I mean, like flavor or. Well, I'm just saying well, the one about? that you like the best. Hacker Store. Hacker Shore. I hate to say it, but yeah, Hacker Shore. As far you know, if we if we had to go by just the guidelines, obviously Hacker Shore would be the clear cut word, Uh, and then probably the raw right behind it. Mm Yeah, I think the I think the Stiegel would be there too. Yeah, I I just think the example we had today is just a little old. Yeah, it's old. (laughs) So, Uh, but uh, and then you know we we did drink the Sierra Nevada Oktoberfest, which is a fest beer that wouldn't even rank as a. And right, October yeah, that, that was so, just uh, yeah pre a pre so pre drink pre yeah pre pre but so I, I I would rank this above the the uh, legal draft I have to say yeah yeah for sure even under a hellish mm. guideline <laughs> honestly so, I would put the legal draft in dead last yep 
Yeah, it was just I think that flattest. was what we were assuming. Yeah, oh, yeah, like probably. <laughs> well, I mean, we didn't mention the spot neither, but just the green bottle skunky character that we got out of it kind of killed it for me. Yeah. I'm sure it would have been up there with the others, but uh. yeah, I, th- I, 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 and that's what I was saying earlier. You, you know, even with the the Stiegel and the in the spot, and you know, it, you got to kind of take into consideration, you know, the bottle condition too, right? Yeah, right. and even with the green bottle, you know, as soon as I seen green bottle, I know it's going to be a little skunky, at, you know, to yeah. some degree. So you know, it's I'm. I mean, we live in Texas. I'm used to drinking Corona and hot, you know all those green <laughs> bottles. Why you subject yourself? Well, to you know, that, so that's something funny that that <laughs> cheap. Uh, <laughs> that's something funny that we get asked quite often. Is is you know we always as a homebrew store we always say, hey, look, you know, um, use brown bottles. Don't use clear or you know green bottles. Well, why is that? Well, because you get that skunky aroma and flavor. Well, how come my uh, my MGD, uh, my Miller Genuine Draft, or my uh, High Life, or my uh, whatever gets skunky, right? Well, the reason being is because they don't actually throw hops in the boil anymore, and that they use hop extract, so you don't get that breakdown and get the the mm. capsaicin or not capsaicin, <laughs> pepper, mercaptan, <laughs> mercaptan aromas and stuff of that nature. So interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. So if you, uh, but Corona does not. They put hops in the boil, so you get that. You you want a, you want a really cool experiment. If you know somebody that likes Corona, go stick a six pack out directly in the your back porch. You know, right in the sun for about a week, and then as soon as they open that dude, I swear to God, it'll clear a room. It stinks. <laughs> it, it's I mean, it's that 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 pungent. It's just oh. like boom. Yeah. Do we have one more? There's uh, one in the fridge. If we want to do it. It's up to y'all. I'm, or we could wrap it up now. Well, yeah. We got one more. Oh my the, god! The polliner, right? Yeah. Is it? I think we should good. we should do that. Tis one. the polliner. All right, so let's wrap up with that one. All right. Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> um, this is the uh, polliner original Munich Lager. Original Lager. Um, it rings in at a 4.9 ABV. Uh, it says the secrets behind Polliner's excellent taste and unwavering quality are locally sourced ingredients in a tradition of craftsmanship that has been passed down and perfected by our dedicated brewmaster since 1634. Brewed in strict ordinance with the Bavarian Purity Law of 1516, only using water, malted barley, hops, and yeast. So yeah, this is the Polliner. I would place this in fourth. Somebody's jumping ahead. Yeah, that was fast. <laughs> we <laughs> haven't even opened just it up skipped yet. the entire conversation. Yeah, I think he's ready to go. So now we open right. it. We can not much it. It's so clear. We have a bottle of each for to do <laughs> the final taste sweet. test, right? right. Yes. <laughs> and then we're gonna we're gonna take notes. <laughs> it's very clear, just like the rest of them, except for right. The, oh my gosh, that is brilliantly clear. It, and I think this one may be lighter than all the other ones. We've yeah, it, I can see my fingers. Nice aroma. That's what she's in. <laughs> uh, you haven't had enough beer yet, dude. No, I've had this one before. Yeah. <laughs> this one smells pretty good. Uh, I like this one. Yeah, it's it's kind of sweet. It's I, a, it's I think sweet. it's probably a little on the lighter side than some of the other ones that we had, though. Yeah, I get a really sweet feel flavor. Well, I'm just saying, like to me, like not as maybe malt forward. Um, but you still Ooh. get a lot of malt there, though. That is a ton of malt. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I get, I get some like corn kind of character from oh, it. Oh, here we go. No, I don't get corn. 
In your turds? You're talking about like <laughs> Cornholio. No, I mean there's there's a this one has a different flavor from all the others. There's I would agree something with that. different about it. And my first thought was corn. Remember, DMS is acceptable at lower levels right. for this and, style. And so I'm thinking maybe that's kind of where maybe, I'm at with this Maybe a little one. bit, but you, you know, to me, it definitely has a different hop flavor, yeah. for sure. Hmm. You get a little more... Uh, I'd, I'd like to look at, at the, the recipes on these, for sure, to, to, to see the differences. Um, but I, to me, I get a little different hop flavor for this, for sure. Like not floral... Because a lot That's of the others floral. were pretty floral, so what would you say this one would be? You know, it's weird because when you're in Germany and you, you taste a lot, like a lot of these beers, it's like, like for example, the Dusseldorf Alt beers to me, um, they almost have like a, I want to say astringent flavor maybe. Hmm. Um, you get almost this drying sensation from the hop character. And, and I kind of get that from this. Maybe just a slight bit of astringency, but not to say that that's, to me, it's off-putting at all, but you know how it kind of dries your tongue out a little bit. But mm-hmm. that, that's kind of what—that's kind of what I'm looking at. But. Interesting. Yeah, it's definitely not the worst one we had. I, <laughs> oh, no. I like this. No, one. definitely not. I <laughs> liked your beer. I liked your beer. Also, I liked, I liked your, your beer. <laughs> I like this beer. <laughs> uh, Are these like outtakes from your green. own podcast? Yes. yes. Okay. They're, they're they're drops. They're drops from our own podcast. Yeah. And I have like three pages of drops of just me. Yeah. Most <laughs> okay. of them him screaming or laughing or saying he's drunk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> yep. There it is. Yeah. Um, nice. <laughs> I think there it might be a toss up for me between uh, the Hacker Shore and this one. As far as which one I like better, Hacker this Shore. one's definitely a little bit different than the other ones that we had. I think to this me, is slightly sweeter than Hacker Shore. Mm, just a bit. I don't know. Mm-mm. I'm getting I'm so getting either. angry looks. Oh my <laughs> I, God. I think the Hacker Shore. I'm gonna have to leave. You're to wrong. Me, to me, this almost, <laughs> like I said, it almost leaves a dryness in my mouth. To yeah. Me. I mean, just like, does it not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty dry. Yeah. I mean, kind of like it, like almost pulls the water out of your mouth. Uh, I don't know. Just me. Per the guidelines. Give me another one. I'll find out. It's better as a wet finish. The finish is soft and dry, not crisp and biting. And Hmm. that was one thing that you said earlier about one of the other beers that had a crisp finish. And this style should not, per the guidelines, have a crisp finish. That Uh, one, yes. Which which is why I was saying (laughs) that's probably a Pils. It's a good beer, but not a Hellas. Probably a German Pils. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Somebody should have read the guidelines. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. But like I said, if Fredo were here, he would say commercial brewers could oh, care less about the guidelines. Right. They just want to sell beer. Whatever the hell they want to brew. Right. Whatever mm. the hellish they want to brew. Yeah. <laughs> and this is a side note. Have you ever... Have you, there's a... <laughs> there's actually a brewery in Germany in, in a town called... It's, it's spelled F-U-C-K-I-N. All right. That's not how they... <laughs> Fulken? Fulken, I think is what it actually is. But they, they brew a Hellas cult, so it says Fucking Hell. <laughs> I like that beer. <laughs> Bang, ding, ow. Yeah. We too so, low. Anyway, you can edit that. Sorry. <laughs> but it is an actual town. I'm just saying. That's funny. That's funny. Well, since you're editing, boss bitch, boss bitch, boss bitch. Oh, thanks a lot. You're welcome. That's- that is the name of a beer, though. So, you know. yep. <laughs> Deep Ellum. <laughs> anyway, anything bombastic else? Bombastic bitter bomb. Bombastic bitter. <laughs>
Oh, <laughs> Anything else about, uh, well, I guess Hellas in general, because oh, I guess we're done. It's uh, Hellas good. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I, I, I actually went to the emergency room one time, brewing a Hellas. I, really? Uh, yeah. I was, I was uh, chilling down. I was cleaning all my hoses and, you know, all my hose. Anyway, <laughs> I uh, reached up and uh, pulled the hose, quick disconnect right off the kettle while it was boiling. Oh. And didn't have the the uh, uh, valve turned off, oh. and the uh, wart went right down my shoe. And everybody's going, uh, everybody's like, "Dude, just leave it alone!" Because I'm over there trying to turn it off, and a <laughs> hot wart is going all over my feet and hands, and I burned the absolute hell out of myself. So I had to go, I had to go to the uh, emergency room, and uh, I had second degree burns on my hands and feet. And, Unless oh. he smelled good. Yeah. <laughs> it was sticky Awkward. sweet. But anyway. Uh, the, uh, so anyway. Uh, uh, you know, I, I named it uh, Burns Like Hellas. You know. Nice. How'd the beer turn burn, out? It turned out great. <laughs> it's burned like Hellas, though. <laughs> Should have added some peppers to it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, I was reminded every day for a long time how bad it hurts. I have palatability right now. Oh, yeah, we didn't do that for this one. Ten. <laughs> Ten. This is nice. I like it yeah. a lot. Yeah. This is a good beer. So what are your numbers? Ten. I get her nine. These I'm are just really, f- every time I buy German beers, I feel like I'm getting screwed because they only have 11.2 ounces. Yeah. <laughs> Bastards. This is the bottle. <laughs> they charge you for 12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We definitely want to say thank you, Stubby, for yes. hanging Thanks out with us. For thank you for uh, having me out. Hopefully I didn't it's talk too damn much. Yeah. Oh. It was fun. <laughs> it was awesome. Very interesting. It, was, it wasn't sample this time, so. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tend to talk a lot anyway. It's still a nice and now tasty nod to brewing history. See what I mean? There you Jeez. go. You know, that was from, was that, that was Pumpkin too, wasn't yeah, it? That was yeah, that Pumpkin. Anyway. Mm, well, thank you for beers. joining us for our yep. latest episode of Brew Styles, where our topic of discussion was the Munich Hellas. Join us next week as we look to the east and explore the land of the Asian rice lager. Really? <laughs> It'll oh jeez. <laughs> this is why we don't let Travis write these. Bing ding ow. It'll be a hull of a good time. <laughs> rice holes. Yeah. Cheers. Till Cheers then. until then. Okay. Bye. bye.